Okay, we're good. We're good. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Lance Curve Show podcast. I have to thank Sister Hope Rice for delivering this, making this connection as always. She's one who's all about it, and she does not play. And um, if it wasn't for her, we wouldn't be here speaking about this right now. And I'm going to allow her to give the details and introduce the young man and explain the connection, especially for a subject that is very popular and actually number one on Netflix as we speak. So we are offering something very unique and something hard to come by when Sister Hope, or when you see what Sister Hope explains in a second. Sister Hope Rice, you've always been a plus to me. You've always been an angel. And like I said, you are the only Rice, and I'm going to say it in the raw terms, you're the only Rice I fucks with, okay? So brown Rice, white Rice, all kind of Rice, no, you, you're the only Rice. You're a beautiful sister, you're a strong sister, and if Mr. Scurve wasn't around, watch out. Anyway, talk to a sister and introduce yourself uh, which you don't need any introduction, but there'll be a lot of new people who'll be watching this because of the topic. I understand that. And just bring it on in because we have someone else waiting in the wings that's going to really bring us some information. Talk to me, sister. Yes, Brother Lance. Um, this is just very, very intriguing, like very intriguing. So um, I, I Facebook network. I Facebook network um, for the very reason um, that I'm going to have this discussion with you this evening. Long lost friends, long lost family, sometimes being part of a blended family, not really knowing, you know, who your relatives are. So right. um, several months back, um, I got the opportunity to get acquainted with a long lost relative that I didn't even know that I had. So because wow. of my last name, my brother, who you did some commentary with um, some months back, Zephelin. And this gentleman is close to the same age. We're all family. So he reached out. He was like, hey, are you Zeppelin's little sister? And I'm like, yeah. He was like, you know, I'm family. I remember you all when you was babies. And I'm like, just playing catch up. So he's telling me all about my family, all about my siblings. We have connections to Earl, Arkansas. Well, on my father's side, because this touches so deep. And we had a conversation earlier based off of something that he posted in reference to Jeffrey Dahmer. So right. I was just kind of asking, you know, hey, fam, I thought you had ties to Arkansas. And he was like, I actually do. You know, I come there, visit for the summers as well as I did. And he was like, I actually have ties to Milwaukee area. So we just kind of went into discussion in regards to Jeffrey Dahmer. Well, leading back to Arkansas, I have an older brother. Um that has something very similar possibly happen as to what Dahmer was doing to his victims. I was a small child and my brother um, left Arkansas to visit up north of the Michigan area. And my family that's on here waiting, I'll introduce him shortly, knows all too well about him. I never got the opportunity to meet him as when I kind of got older and started visiting Arkansas, he had already came up missing. Until this day, he is still missing. No type of um, leads, anything. Um, he's been missing over possibly a um, good 25, 30 years. And uh, things like that destroy a family because, you know, we wait for the system to kind of give us answers. And it's to the point to where if we don't open our minds um, we'll never get the answers. And with me saying that, we thinking that, oh, someone's just missing. They might possibly in a ditch dead, um, just disappeared off the face of the earth. It's deeper than that. It's much deeper than that. Let's look at the sick, sinister things that Dahmer did. He not only lured these individuals, I mean, where did he get 
the idea I'm going to torture them in the manner, rape, drilling things in their skulls, decapitating their heads. I mean, it makes me wonder what happened to my brother. And with me saying that my cousin that's waiting to come on and give you his take on a whole Dahmer thing, he'll he'll go into details. It makes me wonder that something sinister happened to my brother as to those victims that, you know, fell victim to Dahmer's actions. So while you all await, I'm going to bring my cousin, Quinn, and he's going to just kind of give a little bit about his background, you know, and uh, what he went through in that era when Dahmer was doing his sinister shits. Cousin Quinn, the floor is yours. Talk to us, brother. Yeah. And she pretty much said, you know, it's, it's not really a whole lot to be said, but to go back to the roots of Arkansas, I go back with um, her brother, Zeph, and we go back to the second grade together. We come up in the town, like small town, maybe 4,000 people at his peak. And just like you see in the big city, for the racial overtone, I guess as kids, we didn't really see the effects of it, but our parents did and our grandparents. So it was pretty much instilled from there. And going in, going in reference to her brother Daniel, you know, I knew him. He was popular. He was a couple of years older than me, but he was he was a personable dude. He had um he had one of those bright personalities. Like you knew he could be somebody, and you know, they used to all you know like 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 the little kid try to tag along with everybody. You know, he he, he could dance real good, and I could dance for my age and. The older kids that kind of gravitated to me under their wing, that's, that's the connection there with, with Daniel. And brought him up. She was she was kind of surprised that I knew him. And I was, you know, more than taken, taken aback to, to find out that might be his fate or, or whatever became of him. Because, you know, I always thought of him in past, you know, like when you have people that you grew up around, you always wonder where are they now type deal. He was one of those types, you know, cat I, I looked up to coming up and then hear something like that. And the um whole Jeffrey Dahmer thing, that like people say like post traumatic stress in a way, I have never looked at it like that until this point. Seeing this and seeing how they have tripalized that and to actually have lived through that era, lived in that area next to this dude, have had physical confrontations to where I was going to physically harm him because of him trying to approach me and not on no homosexual type way, just approaching me, period. And during that time, you know, public enemy, Chuck had me amped up. Heck yeah. Oh, tell me about it. (laughs) I had to say that. For real. That's me right there. That's how I was, you know. You know, keep your distance. You know, Mother FM and John Wayne. That was, that's how it was. And dude was just—he was weird. And his his whole demeanor, man. You know, it's like where my mother's apartment is. It's like right across the street from um, it used to be Southwestern Bell or uh, Wisconsin Bell. I don't know what they changed it to now. But it was the phone company. His apartment building was on the adjacent side of that. So it's right in this corner, counter corner. I could step out on my on my mama's yard and look directly at his apartment building. But it was a payphone directly across my mama's apartment. And I never really paid it no attention till the first time dude tried to say something to me. 
And I remember snapping on him, finna hit him in his face. He backed up off me and, and you know, he went on about his business. But I noticed, and without really paying no attention, like I said, I'm on that pro-black. If you get too close, I'm, 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 I'm going to do something to you. But never paid attention to him. Always standing by that pay farm directly across the street from my mom's house. Still, he, he was weird. and He had this ominous feel about him. You know, and another detail that didn't come back, all this coming back like a movie. I haven't watched this mess on, on Netflix because just seeing enough of it on Facebook has triggered so many emotions to where, you know, it's like I'm reliving this again. Because, you know, just people that was around it and found out what happened later on, not in comparison to the people who lost their loved ones, but just knowing they was in the midst of that, that's where that post-traumatic um, thing come back from. Because, like, really, in my 50s now, I'm having emotions. It's just a whole, whole lot of stuff that's coming back that just makes you just look at a whole lot of, you know, just, I don't know if it was done on purpose or what, but all these curses of events that happen, it just seems like it's all connected. And and I know I'm rambling now, but that's, that's, how, that's okay. uh, impactful that this, this whole Netflix thing with Jeffrey Dermott have been to me because of the encounters I had with this dude. And my mom had friends that stayed in his apartment building. And she used to go over there a lot. And she always complained about the smell in that building. Everybody complained about that building. Every time I used to turn the corner to walk past that building, it's just like a ominous feeling. You know, like some some of you see in a horror movie. It just it just grabs you and grip you and it makes you real uncomfortable. It got to the point to where I would cross the street by the bell building to avoid walking directly past that building. That's how strong that force was. You know? It was just something about that building that it just hurt my stomach. I hated that building for some reason. I wasn't even aware that he stayed in that building. It was just something that um, ominous evil coming from that building. Well, brother, so let, me, let, let me just say that we're spiritual I, beings, and we have we have that radar. And I'm not saying you took it for granted because you fully utilized it, but what you're saying is what I want a lot of us black people to understand about us. We're not talking religion. We're talking spirituality. Trust your instincts, especially when it's one of them crackers that we're dealing with, especially when you knew he was a weird dude. You picked up on that and it didn't lead you wrong. You got up, up off you. But give as much detail about the area and everything as we possibly can, because there's going to be a lot of people that are going to connect with this after they hear this. Well, the area, it was like pretty much a mixing pot because it was Laotian families over there. It was like, um, I, w I don't want to say, but I say just moderate income white families over there. It was blended. Community was blended. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't odd to see anybody of any culture over there. And all in the, the, the apartments over there were decent. The rent was pretty much affordable. You know, it was just a area where you would be exposed to elements of crime, you know, prostitution, drug dealing and all that. But it's like everybody has their own lane. You know, life is going on how it was. You sit back and you navigate through that, you know? Right. But yeah, it was just, imagine being in your house, your mom's house, and for some reason you cannot sleep. You're just restless. You don't never feel comfortable at your own mother's house. That energy, that force is that strong right there in that area. And you don't know what it is, but you just toss and turn. 
And then you might come out on your way to the store. This weirdo standing over there by the space farm. Well, you it know what, to the point. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I want to interject really quick that me growing up in New York City doesn't make me any smarter than anybody else. But I'll tell you this much. It's a lot of activity more so than other places in the country, especially 30, 40 years ago. And you know I'm nosy. The payphone yeah. was a way for him to meet people that he picked up. He gave out that number to the payphone. He wanted to hang around without identifying who he was. So he can go to the clubs or go meet people. Here, take the number, call me, call me around a certain time. And that's why he hung around them payphones. So he can meet them dudes and take it to the next level and meet them somewhere and then bring them back. I'm 90% sure that that's what it was. But go ahead, brother. It's, 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 they, 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 they tore down too many things, but you can't forget what you, and it's, it's the, what the, the hurt, the hurt part, it got me like stuttering and rambling. It's like, I'm actually talking about this. I'm reliving it, the movie in my own mind, not this made for TV shit that Netflix got, right. but actual, my own, of, of this whole era, you know, and details that they might've put in the movie. I can tell people about it. I'm going to keep that. I must keep that under wrap. But in that movie, they did show him with, I don't know if they even put a, a Polaroid camera in there, but he did have a camera, correct? You mean to, to, to take pictures of him? Or uh, yes, what do you mention? Oh, oh, back in those days, yeah, they weren't digital cameras, but they were Polaroids in, in the kind that you cleaned off, unless you cleaned it off yourself or developed it yourself. You know? Yes. Yes. But in particular, it was a Polaroid camera in a boom box. And especially they had on ABC, I still had a VHS tape of that. I never looked at it since then, but like I said, all these memories coming back. That boom box and that camera were mine. What I never told nobody, and I kept to myself, my mother's apartment was broken into. The only thing that was taken from my mama's house was my Polaroid camera, my boom box, and three or four pictures from my album when I was in the military. That Polaroid camera and those pictures, all that came from Fort Steele, Oklahoma. I had just got discharged from the military when I even came across this punk. That's why I was ready to crush him. You know what I'm saying? But I still had that, that level of violence to me. Exactly. It wasn't just, you know, just racial, but it was righteous, brother. Him just, he was, he's the enemy. You know? And, and, and that was a righteous feeling you had. And that is the same spirit that are in these people who want to put us on the front lines of their war. Those are the same people who say we live in a, a, a racial, post-racial society, but there are more hate groups and, and us getting killed and diabolical means all over the world. That's what they are. See, this is not just some isolated case and your feelings, there's nothing wrong with it to feel the way you do because if it was me, it would have been the same way. 
probably in that particular time of my life, there wouldn't have been any breaks. So I applaud you for not really, you know what I mean? Not for to save his life, but not to get caught up in it. But you're right for feeling the way you do when you're around these enemies. They always try to make, not him in the situation, but on these jobs, in these schools, in, in your neighborhood, they do little subtle things to you and they, they, they expect you to not acknowledge it. You let your feelings flow, brother. I hate him too. But, but that that situation, it was not so much as I had no no inkling of the evil of them. It's just his essence, period. He was not the type of dude I would even like to speak to. That's what I'm saying. One of those types. It wasn't the fact that he was white or nothing like that. Because, you know, when you when you are raised correctly, you know how to you know, you know how to deal with other cultures. Exactly. I come from a town the same time. I come from a town, the same town that Hope speaks of, mm-hmm. where my grandmother was the law. When I got out of line and I thought my little ass was being smart, police go tell my grandmother. And see, I be trying to hype tell it to the house, beat them to the house and give me an alibi. I ride my bike fast as I can. The police might be parked right down the block from my house. I ride past them like incognito, like they don't see me. And since they don't say nothing to me, I think I'm, I'm, I'm good. You right. Know? I ride the house, pull up in the yard on my bike. I see the switch pedal, like damn, you know, going <laughs> out and get get the real, real good. Right. And then she sent me to the store. You know, same police. When I ride my bike. You know what a kid got his ass for. He can't, he can't hide. So he's still sniffing in and mad and stuff and all that, riding the bike. And to see the two police sitting there in their car crying, laughing, looking at me, I was so mad. I wanted to cuss them out, but I know if I did, I'd get another ass with him. So I had to take Right. But I learned the value of Yes. You know? But that's, what, that's what I mean back in those times when things were done correctly. Those are things that carry on with your adulthood so you know how to carry yourself as an adult out in the world. You know? My grandmother has so much pull and respect that the police didn't even bother fucking with me. They go tell my grandmother. So they know what my grandmother's gonna do to my ass. You know? But 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 going back to Mr. Mr. Sinister, that all boiled into that. He was just not the type of dude that it was just something about him. He wore the same clothes every fucking day. Same jacket, same jeans, like he just washed that one outfit out. You know, that's that's some of that like that post traumatic shit that you you really pay detail to after the fact, and to see how people like how desensitized that society is. This is something a trending topic that everybody on Facebook with the laughing emoji. I'm I'm kind of mixed emotion. I can't lash out at nobody because they weren't even born when this happened, but to live right there by it and experience it and, and, and come past it and then to find out what he really was. I have regrets that I didn't go and, and do something to him when I had the opportunity, just based off the fact of how I felt every time I came across him. It wasn't just the fact that he tried to speak to me. It was just his aura. It just brought some, I wanted to, I wanted to kill him. And maybe I, maybe that might have been the spirit I felt. And maybe that might have been why I got that feeling. That's what I'm thinking about now in my 50s. When I used to walk past the apartment, how horrible I felt. Maybe there was those victims 
you know, they so reaching out thinking about now in my fifties. So, yeah, go ahead. Sorry about that. That was me. Those, those are the emotions that I'm dealing with right now. I'm reliving all this, and you know, I'm, I want to talk, and I you know I'm kind of like just let it go, like it go, because I've been seeing some pretty insensitive stuff, and it's like, okay, they don't know, and so they know something going on, ranting and raving. But this is a good time to finally get that away because I thought there was some shit that was tucked away. And now they didn't brought it back. I haven't watched it. I'm just seeing how people, even people that didn't know nothing about this, didn't even know this. I was that close, close related to that, you know. I don't mean to interrupt. I'm gonna step in for a second, cause I'm gonna step in for a second. So what you posted on Facebook earlier, you know, I I get up there, I stroll. I'm always paying attention to what the family is saying. And it's, it's just crazy, Brother Lance. Like, we've been in contact probably, what, the last year, Quinn? And, we know, we talk, you know, we talk about family. Well, hey, how you doing, yada, yada. We've never, like, had that in-person deep conversation. But it's how he worded what he did on Facebook. And I actually had to ask, like, because I know him from Arkansas. I, I don't know him from anywhere. I mean, we go down, hey, family's there. But yet he's an older cousin. So people will talk about him. I just never met him. So I'm always thinking, okay, he has ties to Earl. So when he said no, he was like, you know, I went down there and visit family. But, you know, I have the ties to Milwaukee. So I'm like, wait a minute. I was a child. When this whole Dahmer, I even not only that, I remember the uh, Atlanta child murders. I was scared out of my mind. Right. So then to like this brother in question, Daniel, I was very small. I heard stories, but I never knew. So after I got finished speaking with Quinn today, it just if it, it hit me like a fucking ton of bricks, like I'm a thinker, I overthink shit sometimes. I'm like, has a lot to do with the bloodline Two people has a lot to do with the bloodline. Quinn's my cousin. Okay, Daniel's my brother. We all know what happened to my father. Quinn didn't even know until today that my father had passed. And I shared with him, you know, the backstory of what had happened. So with me saying that here, I have lost my brother, like never met him, don't know anything about him other than what the family says, never to be seen again. And then you have something so sinister like this. And then I have a cousin that's like right in the vicinity of this nonsense that's going on in Milwaukee. My mouth just dropped, like so many emotions went through me and I'm just listening to him. Like, I didn't even know how to feel. And I'm like, yo, I asked him, I said, let me please get off the phone. Would, would you be willing to like, you know, people have to hear this. People have to hear this, right? And he said the, the most crazy part about it is these family members of, of, of these people that lost their lives have to relive this. And I'm like, why would Netflix even want to share this story? Like, how is it helping the family? Is the family going to I mean, get any of these proceeds? I mean, really? Like, why, why would they do this? It's to hurt us. It's to hurt us. Our families are already destroyed. They're going to destroy them even further. All of those victims that lost their lives. You think they're going to turn that TV on? I want to turn that TV on to see what, what this evil bastard did. Like, I was a child, and I'm scared out my mind. Then to become a teenager and have to hear, like, this happened to my brother. Something similar happened to my brother. Like, it's, it's sick. 
It's, it's beyond sick. Then to catch up with a cousin and hear how close in proximity he is to this monster. Well restrained, well restrained. Military training, all of that. Could have took this motherfucker out and it would have been justified. But because of the color of his skin, they would have made my cousin out to be the monster. But see, look, look at it this way. To me, this is, is a way to, this is a prequel of things yet to come um, in America and worldwide. Whenever they put something out and focus on something, a topic, and it's something like this that will affect so many people, and Netflix puts it out, and it's entertainment for many, but it's a very serious matter for many also. And they don't care about that. You know, this is a big business and it's all about ratings, but you know, any facet of the entertainment world has to get an AOK or gets an order to put something out. And this is just one aspect of desensitizing certain people who have it in their heart to do certain things, as well as get us ready, if we take it the right way, that we don't want to see this to bring up pain, but in this present day and age, we need to. You understand because there are going to be many Jeffrey Dahmers out there wearing uniforms. There are going to be many Jeffrey Dahmers out there as judges. There are going to be many Jeffrey Dahmers out there that you go to as a doctor and he will give you medicine that may appear to help you, but slowly but surely will poison you. And all of that is happening now. We have many Jeffrey Dahmers in our midst. So we know we're going to go through the pain of reliving this, but understand it needs to also be a reminder of what is yet to come and what we already have around us. And brother, it's not your fault that you didn't take them out. It would have been cool if you did, but at least your faculties and your spiritual being was alive and well and thriving to make you feel this. And for black people all over the world, we may not have the tanks or the guns we may not have the super GPS systems and the drones and all of these things that we don't know because this technology that we have in our hand is nothing compared to what they have. But if we keep our unity with those who are of the same mind, because we know that within our race, there are many coons and many people who act as though they're for the cause, but they're not. So. I think you froze, Brother Lance. Can Brother Queen, still there? Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's on kind of my side of the connection, but yeah, let's let him talk. I just want to say that that we have many Jeffrey Dahmers amongst us already right now that we trust. The one who won't give us a loan to the bank, the one that's giving us the medicine to kill us off, the just different entities that we say, oh, that's the monster, and we are distracted. And unless they come like that, we think the one smiling in front of us is our friend. So let's tighten up on our thinking and use this to our advantage. But go ahead, sister, and go ahead, Brother Quinn. And, you know, and furthermore, the way they figured out um, Chris to be a monster, 
You know what Chris was? A, a black brother who got tired of racist motherfuckers and took it in his hands to, you know, give himself some justice. That's right. Even when they first him for the for the first time he did that, he didn't run. He, 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 everything he did, he, he sit right at his, at his baby mom's house and waited for the motherfucker. He went, he, he went like a G, but you paint him as this big monster because he killed the motherfucking cult hero. And the other punk that he killed, this motherfucker was in there because he killed his wife in the fucking parking lot. And he paid some black kid $5 for his hat and tried to frame him for the murder. And this stupid wow. ass got caught on camera for that. Those are the two motherfuckers that, that Chris took out. You know? They painted Chris like he's some kind of beast, some kind of animal, and that was not the case. We was teenagers. I didn't know him like we was buddy, buddy, chummy, chummy. But we came from that era, you know, when Prince was popping, Morris Day, all them. Right. And you time. living up in that area, of, yeah, anywhere up through there, all of little young motherfuckers running around with boots and ruffle shirts on with our hair slicked down. Little must, must, you know, we were into that shit because Prince was that dude. And Prince was that type of cat, man. You know, he took it a little far with the mascara on the eyes type shit, you know, and the cut off gloves. But he was more like in the arts and shit, dancing. Right. I never knew him, you know, violent cat like that. He was the average black, black cat in your hood, you know? And see how they painted him and then all of this shit you know I'm, I'm i will never ever look at chris in the negative light what he did was what needed to be done i'm just a little bit you know you know in right. the slightest way in a good way envious that i didn't do it but look at look at the situation i would be in the same situation that brother chris is in had to plead out to go to the feds just to get away from that state shit they got him tucked away out there with, 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 with Chairman Hoover, you know, in a super fucking match, locked down, damn near all day. No contact with nobody. What, what kind of shit is that? Because he killed a cult hero. They didn't, they ain't put him there for the other two white boys he killed. They put him there for Jeffrey Dahmer. They paint this man as an animal, and it, that's not the fucking case. Like I said, I didn't know him like, he was one of my buddies out the sand, but I knew that man. And he wasn't right. no motherfucking animal like they put him out to be. He was a righteous brother, for what I remember. Right. And he did a righteous deed. You know, he paying he paying right. the price for it, but hey, God got him. Yeah, for real. You know, he, he said God told him to do it. So I believe him. That's right. You know? So he takes out two two evil people that, that has very sinister ass ways, a brother. A brother takes out two sinister individuals, but yet Jeffrey Dahmer's what? Oh, you know, he got mental issues. He didn't come from a good upbringing. I mean, this man did some really, really, really sick shit, you all. He waited by the payphone. He lured people to his home. He just did not rape them. He drilled things into their head. He decapitated their bodies. He dismembered their bodies. Their bodies was in his freezer, but he's not the monster. But a brother take matters into his own hands because he's sick of what has happened. And he's the monster. He's the monster. My brother got his 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 mother's home got broken into by this bastard. 
okay, with his boom box and evidence in this man's house. You see how easily that could have came back on, excuse me, my cousin. My cousin that's speaking now got yeah. his, his mother's home was broken into by this bastard. Camera and that's radio, right. right? But you see how the other one tried to frame the little boy that he paid $5? You see the sick shit that they do? Who's the real monsters here? It's crazy. It's crazy. Quinn, I love you. I salute you. You you crushed my heart with this one today. I, I appreciate the fact that, that you're up here telling it because it just it blew my mind today right. speaking to you. It truly did. It blew my mind speaking to you today. Hmm. I thought this shit was locked away. The more and more I've been seeing it on Facebook, it's just been bubbling. I, I got to get it out of me, you know. I've been holding this shit on since, since the moment my mama called me and told me to turn on the news. And that's like some shit, like, some shit, you know, like, some shit that just uh, a person can experience and they just don't never want to talk about it. Even though you want to talk about it, but you just never want to speak of it again. Right. And now it's just like the shit come back and they just make it on some made-for-TV type shit. Like, like you said, on some desensitizing shit for what's to come. And why the fuck are we still angry at each other, taking it out on each other instead of focusing on what the fuck we need to be doing? Instead of trying to intermingle and interbreed, not no knock on nobody in their sexual preference, because physical flesh is physical flesh, but come on now. You 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 gonna stand for something or fall for every goddamn thing. Ain't no ain't no ain't no ain't no middle middle ground in there. You is or you ain't, you know. And you pick up a gun before you pick up a book. You know, that book might show you how to properly use that gun. These youth don't want to hear shit. They, they, they don't want no structure. You know? I have, I have, you know? I have kids like, I'm telling you about growing up in the same town that, that the Hope spoke on. That town put, put, put ethic in your ass, you know? Tell put him you. what we did. T tell them what our summers was like. People do not believe. So I take it, you're probably about 12 or 14 years older than me. So tell them what our summers was like. Very small town, but tell them what our summers was like and what we did every summer and it's still going on to this day, which it shouldn't be. Well, um, 10 years old, that was my first time ever, ever experiencing this, but I want some summer money. Well, my grandmama don't play that shit. Okay, you want some money, you finna work. And 10 years old, you up at 3 in the morning. You load on the back of a fucking truck in, in some dirty-ass clothes, holes and shit stuck on the bottom, a big-ass barrel of water, a scoop and all that type shit with some wooden-ass benches. You know, in a, in a motherfucking... Probably some shit you probably look at now and see some Mexicans trying to come across the border and not stereotype. It was just made out of wood type shit. Getting your ass ate up by mosquitoes to go out in some other motherfucking little old hick-ass town and chop cotton. And chop cotton all day. In a half long, you walking up and down this long-ass row, chopping weed, waving around cotton plants. You running across snakes and all kind of other shit out there. Still you rats. Know, you got these racist redneck motherfuckers spraying these crop dusters coming down low as they can, 
spraying this shit on you while you out there chopping cotton. I guess they're getting some kicks out of it. That type of shit. And that's what you did. You worked 10 fucking hours a day for back then. I was 10 years old. The first day I chopped cotton, 10, 10 years old, I made $18. $18 for 10 hours of slave labor. The last time I chopped cotton, I did that shit for a week just to get me some money to get my ass back to Milwaukee. And that was at $23 a day. So I don't know what the fuck they're paying them to now, but that's labor. But at the same fucking time, that was creating motherfucking soldiers. You out there getting charged up by that melanin. You walking mm-hmm. up and down a motherfucking mile and a half road. So you, you 10 hours walking up each road a mile and a half. How much, how, how much, how long do you think you can hike? You chopping. You working your fucking shoulders and your arms. You building that motherfucking mandingo up out there in them cotton fields. That's how they used to do it in the South. Mm-hmm. Now they kids and fucking salt. But I, I, I still get this. And they laughing. Y'all were slaves. They don't understand. If your ass didn't work, you didn't get no shit. Wasn't no Xbox or none of that shit. You, you, your, your friend went to shit because he had the motherfucking Atari 2600. Kid would dare for this shit today. But that was big shit back then. That big heavy ass TV and that long ass record player. That was luxury shit. You know? They don't understand shit like that. And I don't know how they got back from where we was on top of I'm just back in the day, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. Just flow, brother. Flow. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that's that country. That, that little town close knit, you knew everybody. Mm-hmm. Wasn't no guns and shit. You, you, you go throw hands. You get your ass whooped. Okay, you got your ass whooped, but you fought. And you back friends. You back playing basketball. You out there throwing rocks at snakes in the water. You doing country shit. You know, life was yeah. interesting. You know, you had yeah, friends that you could You know, I, I miss the country, but the country ain't the country no more. It's not the country anymore. No, no, it's just, just like people just, just, just giving up. Mm-hmm. They all just survive, going through a mode, you know. And the ones who do have the means and the idea, they just too isolated, don't have the, the fun or the the, the resources to come together like they can. Mm-hmm. You all see what's going on. I've been like, bro. Got land down south. I've been wanting to go back down there and put me some green shit down there, like build me some of those, you know, from self seeking homes. I don't have to have my shit hooked up to no poles. Some water tanks, that type of shit. You live off your own land type shit. Been on that. But everything, you, you can't do it when you bring it to buy. You know? Everybody going through shit. Everybody's here to unite. What you gonna do when you ain't got no choice? You know? Exactly. And it's it's been, it's it's been past you not having no choice. It's just not getting to the point people are starting to realize it. Some people are panicking, you know. Some are really trying to, and the ones that are, the ones that want a quick buck going back telling on them, so they you know, so they won't be able to do nothing. So it's still for the buck. So. I just try to navigate, man, and I try to be a help rather than a hindrance, you know. I check myself, and my motto is never 30 seconds for 30 years, meaning you check your emotions 
30 seconds to cost you 30 years in that court. You know what I'm saying? Just for defending yourself. So you have to think. Workplace, everything. Everything is rigged against us. They still fear. You know? Look how they try to um, control media with us. They'll, they'll let you be exposed to all the pornographic, homo, homo all this filth. But any pro-black group that got people coming on it, they getting shut down, they getting monitored, they getting restricted, they getting blocked. Why? When you ain't preaching nothing but positivity. Instead of telling them to twerk and sell, sell drugs, you're telling them to invest, you know, do all this, build. They don't want to hear that. You know, they system failing. And rather than do right, they'd rather try to take you with them. So it's best to separate. But that's another topic for another day. I wholeheartedly agree. It's it's time that we separate. It's time that, you know, we as these individuals in the communities start looking out for one another. I mean, look how many years ago the situation with Dahmer was and look at the recent case that Brother Lance and I did, what was it, last year, year before last, with the young lady. It's things that's still going on, the young lady, um, Heavenly Sloan. Look at what just transpired here in um, Polk County, Florida, the Tampa region with your judges, your politicians, your lawyers, your your police officers, sex trafficking these children. I mean, we got to do better. We got to do better as the community. We know that they're watching. We know that they're lurking. I mean, this man standing at a telephone pole, you know, waiting, waiting for for someone to call so he he can lure them. You know, if they own the minds, you got to ask yourself why. You got to ask yourself why they know who we are as the authentic people of this earth realm. I've said it before. I'm going to keep saying it. We have to learn and know thyself. We have to understand why we're falling to our untimely deaths. Why? Why? This may not mean anything to you. It mean a whole lot to me. I have a brother, a soldier that could be in my life protecting me that's gone for me never to be seen again. My cousin that's on the line with us now went and served this damn country, came home to a monster right in his damn community that he could have taken out. But the way the system teach us, you call the damn law when you see shit, but the law fucking hindered this shit. The law is, agrees with this shit. So we have to start being the law in what we need, brothers and sisters, in our own communities and watching our babies. I'm, I'm all for homeschooling. I'm all for birthing our babies at home, keeping that placenta, doing what it's supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? I'm all for us getting back to a natural habitat. Yep. And when speaking on these issues, we can never say that brother, it's off topic. If it's something you're feeling, it's something you want to say, I have never met you before face-to-face, -face, but look how much we have in common in our spirit. There's, a, there's, there's an unseen thread, a common thread that runs through us all, and it's the enemy's job to separate that. You see, they never knew that we would also get on their social media that they used to monitor us and talk in a way that was diametrically opposed to them. And that's why they try to shut these platforms down 
do different things to us, but even come stronger with the filth and even tie in something that's righteous like sex and blow it up out of proportion. You know, this is crazy to target individuals who may be adolescents when they're at their strongest peak of curiosity and physicality to try to lure them into different things and lure them into different things that are not natural or lure them into hating on themselves because they don't have a certain type of hair, a certain type of feature. They have us hate ourselves. You see, they want to be us. They can't be us and they can't exist under the sun. The sun is burning them up. They're not natural. Nobody wants to say it. They say it behind closed doors. <laughs> I don't hee hee for nobody. You know what I mean? I've been this way all my life and truth must be told at any cost. I don't fear none of them, what they can do, what they can't do, because I'd rather die and be taken off this earth standard for something righteous. Even it may be just talking about stuff because that hangs around my head with these weird threats anyway. So what am I going to do? My parents are there. Friends are there. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm enjoying myself on this level and do what I have to do. But when I'm in the hereafter, guess what? I got a whole crew waiting for me. So what are you doing for me? Because those people are not going to make it there. See, this is why they fear death and they want you to fear death like them. But you don't need to fear death. There is no death for us. It's transition, right? For them, it's death. Where are they going after this? They're good for nothing. They're parasites. They're killers. They're murderers. And when we are forced into that, there is a reason for that. We have no other choice in certain situations or we've been programmed into that. So therefore, that relieves, not to make excuses, but, but very few of us are so evil that way. They are just straight up evil to be evil. That's, what, that's their job. And once you realize that that's their job on this earth and on this plane, it makes it a lot easier. And many of us have become evil like them. Many of us want to be like them. But it's funny because they're shapeshifters. We don't know who we're dealing with. We don't know who's real. We could have the blackest brother come to us talking that stuff, and he's an agent. You understand? So we don't know. So we got to be on it and on point and have our gift of discernment or third eye or whatever you want to call it open all the time. Keep your circle tight and be ready to clean it out. Be ready to make it smaller. Don't even trust me all the time. Check me and vet me. Your brother Lance, you know, I saw you, you know, talking to that white girl come at the hotel three o'clock in the morning. No, I'll explain why. It ain't, ain't going to happen. And if it is, it's business. You know there's a reason for it, and I will tell you. Matter of fact, I'll go live and let y'all see it as it's happening. Listen, y'all, somebody might say something funny, but I'm giving you proof of this. Because the higher you go and the more visible you are, the more they look to attack you. That's why I have to live like a monk. And I like it. I love it. Because I got too much work to do, and I love that too. But brother, don't ever, you know, this is therapeutic for you. But on the same token, I can understand it's like throwing up a bad meal that you ate. You ate the meal, you have it down, and you bring it up again and you taste it again. So it brings you back there again. So in your thoughts, you know, flow. Even in your own thoughts during your day, let it come out. Because that's very much real. And for you to come so close, and for this joker to have stolen stuff from you that could have implicated you in something somehow. Look, he could have went off with a knife real quick or something and tried you. Yeah, you know what to do, but like, you know, peripheral vision, you know, we don't have eyes on the back of our head. Anything could have happened behind this dude being so close to you and trying to talk to you. Ain't that something? Oh, that's that, that right there, too. I left that part, that detail out, because that's part of navigating the culture. Right. At that time, 
and that terror, I kept a pistol on me. Mm. That's what I mean about the for 30 years. Not just threatening to beat his ass. I had a couple opportunities to end his life, but I thought about it. Because one thing is too many fucking cameras around them buildings, that area. Right. So I, that's another reason why I don't understand how he was able to get away with that shit. That payphone is right there by that company, and it's hella white people come through there. That's like a, that, that was like a, a parking area. Right so, mm-hmm. you know, you can be aware of your surroundings. You know, you know where cameras are. Right. The little, the little, the, the little Asian boy. He was actually like Ocean. Imagine, man. I watched him and his brother, the other brother that Jeffrey molested. I don't know if he killed him too, but I know he he went to jail for molesting him. And. That was another story that came out. They was, I believe he got his ass ran up in by some brothers in jail for raping that little boy. That's why he came out with an extra strong hatred for us. He got raped in jail his first stint by some black dude because he molested that boy. But I remember them little kids in their front yard, man, playing as little kids. And then come to find out he killed them. He, he fucked with them. That was more shit. Because I used to like the little kids. I used to fuck with them, you know? And it, it was it was a melting pot, man. But it's like, it's hard to fathom something that fucking evil was in the midst of that outside the normal, what you see. You know? It wasn't just no fucking barrels, just no Beirut or no shit like that. The area, despite it being what the type of thing that was going on, it still was a decent area to live as far as, you know, properties and all this. Appearance-wise, you know, his business is like a block up the street, restaurants, you know, gas station, all this type of stuff during the time. But how, I don't know, man, you know, like every day, like you, you, you said earlier, we, we, we walk past these types every day. And for some reason, I get that type of vibe Certain people I'll be with tell me I'm tripping. And they had a nerd accuse me of just being prejudiced without even understanding how ignorant they fucking sound. He just don't like white people. Dude, it ain't got nothing to do with no person's skin. It's the fucking energy. And I tell you all the time. That's why a lot of invitations I get and people to come around, I turn it down. If I get that negative energy off them, right in the pit of my stomach, where it just instantly put me on edge to want to, you know, in a violent mood, I, I, you know, respectfully decline point. Turn that on like doing nothing. No. If every time I go somewhere in certain areas with certain people, it's always some negative, violent type shit jumping off. We all want to go, y'all go ahead. I'm going to stay away from that. You know what I'm saying? So, it's hard, it's hard to, um, it's hard to get through to people because all, all my friends, the truths that know me, they just like kind of shun them off when people are like, man, what's up with dude? Oh, man, he's just pro-black. It's just like, like, pro-black, like, there's something negative. And it's just the way they dismiss it. Like, do you know what pro-black mean, bro? Now, technically, technically, if we want to get on that term that we in there, people pick up a dictionary. And if they look at the term of to blacken something, they would shake their fucking head if they knew what that meant. We are not black. Those pinkish people are the ones that are black by definition of that fucking dictionary. If people look it up. To black is something, you bleach it. 
and I don't know how the hell they get a fucking blonde-haired, blue-eyed um, Fabio from a description of burnt brass and eyes like balls of fire and some fucking hair like lamb wood. No, it's like your uncle, that, that, that the one that might have had a little bit too, too much of that wine. You know what I'm saying? Dark out there with a little gray-ass afro and a beard and shit. Eyes red. You know, he, he got that good end job. That's why he's drinking wine. He ain't drinking that other bullshit. The blood, that spirit or whatever, you know. Because everything is spirit. Wow. Hello, do, do, do you see what uh, Walter Wilder said? He says, I am from Milwaukee and still stay here. A good friend of mine who was gay and passed away from AIDS years ago, he used to see Dama at the local gay bar club 219. He used to stand by the jukebox. And there's another comment that I think is very relevant. Um, let me see. By Mahola clan. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, they said, listen, I was researching this and it appears some of these monsters were connected to the CIA and FBI. This is heavy stuff. I would at this point in my life, living in America for what, 57 and a half years? I'm 59 and change now. Like, that doesn't surprise me. This is what I expect. Because although I may not have done the research like many who are here, um, and I can't say, oh, I, I know this because I just think it, but just like yourself, brother, and, and also, Sister Holt, that intuition that you have when you've been through things and you know what it has been and you can see a little further into the different agendas, and you know what it is. Look, if you if you if you have no idea on how to be a plumber or an electrician or one who builds houses, and they may have gone and taken the courses to learn how to become a plumber, an electrician, or one who builds and constructs constructs houses. If you hang around them enough, if you hang around them enough and you're interested in what they're doing. For years on end, and they start to give you a few dollars for helping out there, you'll be just as good, if not better than them, even though you don't have the paper. So who can say mm -hmm. that we don't know what we know just because we may not be able to call ourselves a deacon in the church or a pastor or someone or whatever you want to call yourself because the world has deemed you this because you went through some paperwork? Who taught me how to draw? I came out the womb doing that. A lot of things. There are many talents and abilities that we have that we didn't have to go through those so-called official schools of learning. Because if you ask me, it's watered down. But in this world, when you think about the government and they talk about us being thugs and, and, and low lives, well, look, they drop bombs on whole nations. They set up whole nations and leaders to be killed because they want oil and they want the resources and they want the land and they position themselves a certain way. And then we have media and social media pumping out falsehoods. And when someone pierces their membrane of falsehood with the truth, they try to shut them down or even kill them because it goes against the narrative and so many of us are down on our phones and oh yeah well I got it off of CNN and girl you know it was on it was on Fox today and and, and even the breakfast club have because just don't think because it's a black person on your screen talking that what they're saying is truth and how they get you is that they mix a lot of truth 
to Trojan horse your ass to bring in something closer to you that looks good. And when it opens it up, boom, they go to poison. That's a setup. In boxing, they call that a faint. They act like they're going to throw a punch at you and you react and you're so busy reacting, they come with something else. So it's a multi-faceted, multi-level game that they're playing on our minds. So you must always look for the thing that you need to look for. It's just like those pictures in the comic books or cartoons or in the newspaper. And, and they say, well, you know, look for the difference in each one. And you look, you have five of the exact same pictures that are not exact. And there may be a button missing on one, one man's shirt. There may be a, a, a pull string on the Venetian blind that's a little shorter than the other one. So you got to look real hard and don't take it for face value what, you, what they give you. Because like I said on one of my little shorts earlier, they give you TikTok, they give you Instagram, they give you the YouTube shorts, and your thumb is more muscular than it has ever been in your life because this is what you do when all they scrolling up. I'm not saying anybody here, but it reduces our attention span. So we can't focus on anything deeper. And meanwhile, we don't even want to pick up and read. Reading is the best thing. Get those books and keep them. They can take a site, a website, and shut it down, but they can't shut down a book if you have it in your possession unless they burn it up. And watch, like I was told, I'm going to put out a piece of information that a gentleman, I'm trying to find his number again to get him on the show. He said, watch these books that are supposed to be informative on some historical matter or something on a creative matter to to, to build your home or build your life. And it's the fourth and fifth edition. Where's the first edition? What's wrong with the first edition? They have those who have the jerry curls, right? They're not black. And the tall hats. And they're in some stolen land in the so-called Middle East. And guess what? Many of them have purchased up many books, have gone around to many bookstores from the turn of the century, from when we were set free back in 18-whatever, because we're still not free. But they made sure to keep these books out of the hands of the people so they have true knowledge on, having, on how to live. And a lot of these books are watered down. So knowledge is something you should never stop seeking. And, and you were given a mouth for a reason. But you have to know strategically when to throw the punches, the verbal punches, because now they're watching everything. We need to use these uh, platforms of social media and set up areas in our local area and have it closed in where we speak to each other and we need to vet each one that comes there. In a general sense, you can come. When you want to get to the tighter part, we got to vet you. If you're really about it, you better give that license up, that address where you work, and, and we're going to have some people come to sit at your home with you and see if you are who you are, say you are. That's what it's going to take. We have a lot of secret handshake organizations that do the same thing, and it's not for the righteous cause. I know this for a fact because they came after me and I, I said, no, this is not for me. So there's a lot about my past and my background that many don't know, but this is why they come after me like that. So I said, I'm going to be a thorn in your side for the rest of my life. I'll be a thorn in the side of their system. I'm not looking for fame. This is just what it is. We all need to work together in whatever capacity we can and stop putting each other down if we're not scholarly or lettered or have this big position. Because I didn't like school, high school. I left out early. And I was writing better than most people, drawing better. It bored me because it did not vibrate with me. 
I had more real knowledge than most people who are already there. And I wanted to set myself free and get out into the world and do my own thing. Took a few twists and turns, but I'm here. See? So you're not wrong in following your intuition, my brother. And anybody who's out here, you are not wrong. If you fit, look, 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 I'm going to shut up after this. You know, when you were younger, whatever the family configuration was, and they took you as a little boy or a little girl to go get some shoes. And you wore size five or six or seven or eight, whatever it was, because I know I got 12s on my big ass wide feet now. But when it was a lot smaller and they said, oh, they knew they measured you and they said, oh, you're going to have a size seven. And you go to the box and you say, okay, pick one of these or whatever. And you pick the shoe and it says size seven. You put it on your foot and it looks good. But what does your mother, father, aunt, uncle, whoever it was, tell you? Get up and walk around in it. And what do they say? How does it feel? So I don't care how much is said in the box that it's right for you. If it don't feel right, it ain't right. If it don't feel right, you're not going to live right with them shoes on your feet. On a foot level, this is why so many of us are grinning and skinning out of pain when they take pictures when they're at the church, because their feet hurt. With anything else, it has to feel right. If it don't feel right, there's something wrong. No matter what the measurements tell you, no matter what the world tells you, you know what's right for you. They playing games over here in front of this apartment that I'm living in right now. The other day, there were, there were two stiletto bright red shoes, heels, put right in front of my door. I had ran out for 25 minutes at night. It wasn't predictable because my, my time is unpredictable. When I came back, I said, okay, they're playing games and they're doing something that they think could work on me. That stuff don't work on me. My mind is too strong and we got to develop our minds. We ain't going to develop our mind. Yeah, we can go into social media to extract information we need to see. And if you see a boxing match or something from your area that entertains you a little bit, but don't get to the point where you, 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 you give it up your consciousness, screaming and uh, 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 staring into the screen and it's pulling something out of you and you're drained and you're wide awake four or five in the morning staring at this thing, the real hypnosis, and it's taking something from you. When Look, they have this thing that where, where they can look into your eyes and open up a lock, you know, like with your fingerprint and it looks even with the iPhone, you, you put it to your face it, and it opens up if you have that feature. So what are you doing? What are you giving up when you're staring into the phone? There's stuff we don't know. They going all up in your head as much as you, what you like, what you don't like, the secrets you keep. And you think that, you know, all it is is a GPS thing. No, they know where you are. They, know, they got us already. I'm not saying me or you, but they got the masses already. And for those of us who look at the risk of being called crazy, all kind of things come out of my mouth and things I was saying 21 years ago when I first got online. Oh, man, you crazy. You're a conspiracy theorist. I'm not always trying to be right because there were times when I was a little off, but I'm not going to lie about what I feel. And don't let anybody push it down inside of you that you need to believe or know what it is put to you on social media or, or some other organization. And you, we, we lose our innocence, the innocence and the intuition that we have or had as a child. We gave that up, most of us, because the older folks passed something down to us. No, go back into that. You see so-called animals out what they call the wild, but it's not the wild. This is the wild where we live, the so-called civilized world. And animals can read your spirit. A deer always runs when it sees you. 
But if you do the deer test where the deer can see you and watch you, if your spirit is light and full of love, that deer will let you get closer to it. But it knows what it sees. And it knows what humans do, so chances are they don't want to be bothered. But there are certain animals that have come around me, got on my arm and crawled on. I know snake now, nothing that can bite me. Butterflies that come near and you look and you, you're, this is the way the world is supposed to be. You're supposed to be able to hang out with lions and tigers and pet them and they don't bother you. You're supposed to walk out in the lightning storm and not be afraid you're going to get struck by lightning. We're supposed to be one with nature, but we're one with the one who's not with nature, who wants to kill nature. So we're going to face the consequences of that one who is not part of nature. Stop running with this system. Let, let's be it, 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 as one with nature and ourselves. We don't need money. And one more thing, like I always say, if they take you and 10 people, 20 people, whatever your circle of, of loved ones is, and put you way out in the woods, and I gave you each a million dollars, then guess what? Way out, 500 miles out somewhere where there ain't nothing nowhere near, and it's starting to get dark. What good is that money? You can't say, well, listen, uh, a mango tree, uh, let me get a mango. The mango tree never said, come back here and give me $5. Nature is for us. It's that one who is jealous of our relationship to nature and with each other and wants to disrupt it because they don't have that in their heart. If we left them alone to themselves, and this is not a racist thing, brother, like we are saying, but it does count when you think about the DNA of that entity because certain vicious dogs are going to be vicious born into this world. That's their nature. We don't have to apologize for what we have gone through. That's for them to prove, and they can't prove it no more because they got too much of a history of dirt and death and, and disruption that they've done to us. So we want to preserve ourselves and go back to what we know we are supposed to be. That's all. And what's required of that is to just leave them alone. Leave them alone and build because we only have put so much time in this assessment placement exam called life. We're being assessed. You mean, look, I'm 60 years old next year. I couldn't imagine that I was going to be 60 years old, 16 and had muscles and 19. I'm like, I'm going to always look like this. Now, sometimes I'm climbing up the steps and my leg cramps. It's not just I need some potassium. You know, I'm not relenting and giving into that, but I know I'm getting in that stage. So I better do right as opposed to maybe some little wrong things I may have done in the past because this is an assessment exam. This is a pit stop to eternity. And if I want that eternity, I don't need to hang around those who are only thinking of death, destruction right now. This earth is for us. We're supposed to love each other and let's go through it, through it beautifully. Life is supposed to be beautiful. This thing about, oh, it's this and that. Yeah, you will have tests and obstacles. You'll have people that will pass away in transition. But when you look at the cycle of life, you realize that their energy is somewhere and you don't have to be scared. And we have enough supporting us. When I was born, I didn't know Sister Hope Rice, but she was destined and on a righteous collision course in my life. And when I got a chance to meet her, I said, you know what? I'm going to know her for the rest of my life. Even before we all the way warmed up, something clicked with me. I said, this is a good woman. This is a strong woman. This is a righteous woman. But don't cr cross her. She'll whip your damn ass. In the name of the Lord. Talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> Let the melanated say, Ashe. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> 
I shake, I shake, and my ashy knees. I need some lotion. (laughs) Thank you, Herbert Bullock. Thank you so much for the love. Everything that is donated and shared goes right to the to the platform. I'm at this point in my life, I don't even have to say that, but I'm going to say that um, for those who are new. And I'm not one of those guys looking to get new rims on a car that I don't have because I don't have a car right now in Accra, Ghana. But this is my life and this is my passion. Oh, man, I'm looking on Facebook and we have the Bishop, Creflo Holler. Yes, yes, indeed. And if you wanted to link, let me know, brother, and I'll let you come on in. I hope you will listen for a while and understand. Um, yes, yes. Don't, don't let the name fool you. This is a very, very serious brother here. And um, kudos to him because he's always brought the truth and always he never lied about anything. Trust me. And um, Brother Quentin, I'm talking so much. I, I need you to talk now. Or if you're done or whatever, we'll, we'll flow as long as you want. But also, if you want the bishop to come in, I'm going to drop him a link because I know that he will add fire to this. And I hope you were listening from before. And um, if you do want to come. So, um, yeah, come on in. Hit that link, brother. I'm on, I'm on the phone. I'm not online. Oh no, I was talking to to to, to the bishop that, that is in the chat room right now. So you can stay right where you are. Yeah. So brother Quinn, we we're actually live, and we have a lot of viewers that's actually listening to the commentary. So we uh we are aware that that you're online or whatever. So he was just inquiring if it's anything else that you wanted to say or you know fill us in on. Feel free. However, others can come in and you know kind of weigh in. And, Ask they questions or just speak, you know. Four back open. I'm just, I'm vibing. (laughs) Vibing. Greatly appreciate you, brother. Greatly appreciate you. I I really do. I really do. Yes. It takes a lot, man, after having or knowing that you crossed paths with this guy, not just crossed paths, but things were done. And then being violated, being violated. Like you came in my mother's home. Yeah, that's death right there. That's death right there. I, I got friends I've known all my life, 30, 40, almost 50 years, and I make sure that I call them before I get there, and I make sure even when I get to the gate that I make noise because they could have dozed off and hear somebody coming, and all of a sudden <laughs> they wouldn't do that to me. But mistakes happen, you know what I mean? So that's why even in life you must always leave situations clear with understanding even when there's a misunderstanding, because you never know what people are thinking. And like I said, we need more brothers like you, uh, Quinn, because um, we need more brothers like you. When you said public enemy already, there was an instant connection from me to you. I downloaded so much for you to to even say that, because that is my spirit, not was. And it was an honor to meet Professor Griffin, be able to talk to him. And I I know he's busy. I do want to have him on the show sometime. And maybe when I get him on, uh, uh, brother, we can have you come on since you are part of the brotherhood of public enemy. They may not I'm be okay, doing. Okay. Go ahead, brother. Miami, I didn't mean to cut you off, but let me tell you what really made me click and get on there. Black steel in the hour of chaos. <laughs> yeah. It turned it turned the switch on, and I I, I ain't never turned it off. I, I I broke that switch. Right. I ain't turning it off. Right. I got a letter from the government the other day. I read it. <laughs> it said they were suckers. They wanted me for the army, whatever. Picture me giving a damn. I said, never. <laughs> That's right. Here's the land that gave a damn. A 
brother like me. Never been. I wasn't that very minute it occurred to me. The suckers had authority. Cold sweating is a ah, <laughs> uh, but but this is the beauty of culture. This is the beauty of culture because it ties us together. You see what I mean? How can me and you be enemies when we love the same thing or even if it's the same foods or the same what fashion or whatever? This is why they know and they're very smart to hijack culture and take it over. Yes. And we think we're connected through something that has been hijacked. And they go ahead and manipulate it. And you start thinking, well, instead of the blue shirt, I'm kind of leaning toward pink a little more because they 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 controlling it. And they take decades and decades to, to, to graft us and change us. You know what I mean? And bring yeah. about this, this GMO booty hole loving race. And there are people out here who, I mean, yeah, look at Hope over there. <laughs> For real. You know, they, that's the difference between the aunt and the cross. That's right. What you said Looking at crazy for wearing an aunt, but you walking around wearing a cross. And I don't care what nobody says to me. Now, looking at this different the cross, that's got to be two pieces. That's some gay shit, you know? Of course. Just by, if the aunt represents what it re represents. And that right there, and me personally, vibing with a sister, I witnessed the aunt in the bed. So I know what the aunt looks like. You know what I'm saying? Ah. <laughs> that's right. I witnessed the old, old. Legs, everything. I I understand the uh perfectly, but the cross right. that's supposed to be the representation. That's that's some broke back mountain shit right there. Exactly. Some, broke wrist mountain. <laughs> that's, that's, that's bullshit right there. Little mm -hmm. old boy shit. That's right. Then, Sister Hope fell that's, off. That's Hopefully she'll be back on. Yeah. I'm gonna flash the banner for the show and make you okay. see it. And that's what we have been speaking about today. Brother Quint here had some up close and personal dealings, not any kind of homosexual thing. I'm talking about living close by and this man stole his uh, radio and his camera and you know knew all about the place stinking and would see him out by the phone booth and just to be alive and think back about that. So just think when they're different movies out there that bring certain feelings to people that are not positive. And like I was telling somebody the other day, I said, it's not like you have to go to war. Here comes Sister Hope again. Yes. You're back, my sister. Just open up your line. Open up your phone line. Yeah. But um, I think the majority of us, especially those, those of us living in America, have PTSD. Even though we evolve and we walk with it, we're like that dog who hung up at a junkyard and got ran over and his leg broke but never healed back right. He learned to walk on his legs, even in a broken state, correctly. So we, we've been made dysfunctional from these, these situations in our families and, and what society has done to us coming up this way. But see, white folks always want to talk about, oh, yeah, well, well you, oh, you do this and you do this and you do that. But they don't want to talk about the cause. Why is it this way? Why have we been made to be this way? We didn't come out this way. 
the, 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 those those who they say are American Indians, but they're native to this land that are on plant uh, uh, not plantations. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, not plantations. Um, reservations, right? Look at the statistics of most of these reservations on how there's alcoholism, domestic violence, you know, sexual predators and different things and the crime. These 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 manufactured ghettos that dealing with these people who took us from our culture and who we are and who we are left alone and changed it and, and it happened that way. And you look at the so-called hoods and people see the concentrated Black folks in places that are very dysfunctional think we're all that way. Well, anybody who would be put in those certain conditions and fed those foods would be the same way. And the things that go on in the head. You have no money. You have no job. You have nothing in your head except the foolishness in school they told you. You get a little older, you're sitting around bored. The girl looks good and you look good to her. What you want to do? You want to have sex. And that becomes an escape. Drugs become an escape. Violence becomes an escape. You want your manhood as a man, but there's no way in this environment that you can get it. Your woman has been turned against you. It's not her fault, but she's been turned against you. You know, in all these different conditions that we got to come out of, and there's no place for us to go to talk about it. No, no OGs or elders. There are some, but the work is it's just so much. And in the pleasure of decadence, pleasure, cheap pleasure, of decadence is too sweet for those who don't know other things. You take a poor black child, male or female, or male and female, and take them to a summer camp that's way away, two months away. Good air, good food, good treatment. Now, I'm not talking white folks. I'm talking about if there was a place where we could do that and where they were taught certain things, they would unclog from the city or that mentality, they come back different. They come back different, especially if they didn't have it at home. Because many of our parents or caretakers or whoever it may be, it doesn't, may not be the mother or the father, maybe the aunt or the grandmother, whoever it may be, they were busy working. That's the way the system was set up. This is why I hate money. I use it for, I know the value of it as it has value to do certain things, but the value for me is to pay the system to get me out of it. I want to live a life without money, without needing money. I want to live a natural life. So the goal here is if it takes $5,000 a month to pay your monthly bills, reduce it to four and three and two and one. Pay out of the system, get out. That's when you can truly live. It takes less for me to live now. I'm in this apartment. I'm in another country. And I'm setting up for other things. And slowly but surely, I'm moving away where now I'll be unplugged and unclogged from the system where I could see it for what it really is. Sometimes you're in a, in a town or in a city that may be okay, but there are a lot of issues that you see or you personally may see or have issues in your mind that you feel are great. And you have the right to say, I don't mean great good, I mean great like big. And you have a chance to go up into an airplane and you're going down the runway and you feel good like, oh, I'm going somewhere else to another state, another side of the country or maybe another country. But let's just say another side of the country. And you start moving real fast. You even feel different when you're in the airport. You already feel like you're somewhere else. The vibe is different. And you start pulling up in the airplane and going higher and you look down, you say, look, 
There's the Walmart in my neighborhood. There's a Sam's Club in my neighborhood. Look at that lake. That's by the park I play in. And it goes higher and higher and higher. And guess what? You said, hey, wait a second. That problem that I had with that person around the corner, look how small them places are. That, that teacher that I had in that school that I can see right now when I used to go to that school, man, it really wasn't that big. But this is how we are kept in these artificial living conditions called cities and inner cities. The things that are right in front of us, we think are so big. We end up killing somebody or doing something or acting out of character until we realize how to place it properly and put it where it should be. To have an expansive mind, even if you don't travel, to know the difference. I don't look. I don't took over. I need to shut up, brother. Come on, talk to us about Jeffrey Dahmer. And um, if you want to a little more, because you know when I get on one of these lines, I go for about eight. YouTube will call me up like, listen, little nigger, you need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I know we can go for hours. <laughs> the last mm -hmm. one we did was almost six hours. Yeah, but it's, yeah. it's subjects like this that, that needs to be discussed. We need to do it from our perspective and not the whitewashed, edited, you know, version. That's, you know, right. we have to tell our truths as to what we know what happened versus them coming mm -hmm. to get a third party story. Because technically when they come, it's third party and they're mm -hmm. going off of what they want. And that's what they put on the screen for us to see to where yes. you're right there. You've seen it. You've seen the signs. I don't know no one why anyone else didn't see the signs, you know police got involved when it was a little too late, you know, and you're right there and y'all know it's weird. You're y'all being approached. He's weird. He doesn't fit in. Why is anyone else, you know, seeing these actions? But by the time the got out, the actions was a little too late. Individuals lost their lives. Sinisterly lost their lives. It's, it's like people in that area and the culture you know, gay dudes was getting—they were still getting beat up. Now, now, nowadays, the, the, the um, the gay dudes in Milwaukee—they—they they pretty thuggish. You know, they run in pack. They—they—they they, they learn. You fuck around and fuck with some pack. Now they get shot or cut the fuck up. They ain't taking a man whooping like they used to. But back during that era, they I, looking at this shit. I—I I, I don't understand how gay people get down. I, so I don't knock them because I, I know plenty of gay people, and they they never crossed that line with me. So I still respect them in in, in, a, in a respectful life. You know, I never talk down on them. Ain't nobody gonna really fuck over them in front of me because they family, regardless of what they do. Don't mm -hmm. you don't approach me with that bull. Nobody right, around right. me. Don't bother them for no reason. No. But if if they pushing up on somebody and they reject, they are asking for it. You know what I mean? But I'm the yeah. same way. Any brother or sister of mine that's getting something that's not just, I'm not going to sit there, oh, yeah, well, they gay, let it happen. If they're innocent, you know what I mean? They may come to the light one day, but this time, yeah, I have to save you. I have to do what I have to do. I can't let nothing happen to you. But if, if you're pushing up on people in that manner, you're asking for it, especially if somebody's not interested. You know what I mean? And they're getting very, very aggressive these days, too, some of them. You know, I know many who you would never know. You know, many who are, yeah. you know, that I've learned and found out that you'd never know. And they've always respected you. You know, look, whatever you do, look, whatever you do behind closed doors, that's your business. I mean, I condone it or say I'm with that. And I may have my 
views on that. But but keep it. Look, look, you remember. Let's use the F word. There was a time back in the in the 70s, man. You could not call a fangin' a fangin'. You couldn't call no fangin' yeah. a fangin'. His homeboy might be like, yo, what's up with that? Why you gonna call me that? He'll put his hands up and beat your ass. There's some dudes like yeah. that, but don't call him that because they're not even pushing that out in the street like that. They may you you may be outside yeah. playing ball and see that that weird friend, weird looking friend that goes in there Friday and comes out Monday morning, like, what were they doing all weekend? I don't know, but that's what they do. But they don't mess around. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, I know personally some fags that didn't beat up so-called sometimes. I treat them, treat them, as long as you don't cross the line with me, no shit. People need to remember that a, a gay person still is a man. Yeah, don't forget. He, he might... He might want to do what women do, but he's still a fucking man. That's right. And, and I, I don't, I, I don't understand. Nothing really would be worse than to start some shit with a gay dude. town. You can never be tough again. You know. Right, right. You, sit your ass down. you know, you can never be tough again if you start some shit with a gay dude. You say, "What?" Exactly. You, you, could, you know. So they're out now, there. You need, you need, you, know, you need to go sit down with with the little dude. Yes, indeed. Just want to say, I've seen it happen. Just want to say, the bishop has entered the building. Come I on, made in. It. Come on in. I made it. Can you hear me? The building. Yes, we can hear you. How you doing? Peace, sister. Peace, peace. Yes, yes. Peace. You know, you know the basic. Uh, outline of the show today, and we're gonna we're, we're going kind of off topic too. But basically, it started with our brother here, who lived very close um, to Jeffrey Dahmer, had run-ins with him, and just the abuse of him stealing stuff from inside of his house. Just I can't repeat or say it the way he said it, but you know, this is some real life stuff that you're not going to hear anywhere else. And you know what Jeffrey Dahmer was as a beast and. And, and what I feel is in many of our enemies, that kind of spirit that, you know, it's just a beast, not beast-like, it is the beast. You know what I mean? And as far as the whole Jeffrey Dahmer thing, how do you feel about it? And we're talking about it because Netflix is putting it out there again. Um, and there are people who have had dealings and their families killed, mem- you know, members, and they're suffering from that. And Brother right. Quint has had up close and personal dealings with him. And um, from what you know, Drop us something on what you feel about Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, oh, Sister Hope Rice is here also, so you know, can't forget I, that. <laughs> I, I let me see. Lance, you know I'm not politically correct, so I I would say you um, always you gotta always feel at home here because you don't yeah. have to be um, politically correct. The only thing you have to be here. Is melanatedly erect. Okay, so <laughs> let's 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 f the s. It's kind of kind of hard. It's kind of hard. You like that? To <laughs> really even say how I, I don't have any feelings about it. What I would say is this: right, it it, it could be either one or two things. It could be that this is a, a, another example of the savage and barbaric behavior that we could count on coming from them. 
and it could also be um, a psyop also at the, at at the hands uh, of of our people. Mm. You know, um, there's there's wicked people in, in, in high places, lands that really orchestrate a lot of things that we think are just like. Damn, that's crazy. That dude was crazy, but and in reality, somebody like put them up to doing that, you know, and and you just never find out until so much later when they start coming out saying, "All right, we can let this loose now." Uh, you know, they probably monitor people, you know, to see how involved um, people are about this, and there has to be a reason why they're now bringing this up again and. Because somebody, they brought this up in Clubhouse, and I was like, so what is it, like, new footage? Like, are we about to learn something more in-depth than, uh, than we already know about this guy? And that, you know, it, he could have been paid to do that. Like, I don't, I don't have no, I don't have no particular feeling about him. It, it's a tragedy, right? What, what, what has happened? And the fact that he did it to melanated people, um, I don't know, man. Like the truth has to come out at some point as to whether he acted alone or, you know, he he was being encouraged or paid to do it. It's funny you say that, Bishop, because he not only, you know, was about sleeping with them he was drilling in their skulls like where do you get that from mm -hmm. like like it just wasn't the raping of them and you know giving them sedatives you know what i'm saying the mind control over them to control them so that you can have that power over their you know body but you right. drilled holes in their heads like for what reasoning like, did he act alone? Was it others involved? You know, I mean, when I say just I, unbelievable I see to these type of that situations. Went through that. Yeah, I just, I don't think they, it's, it's really hard because we, we live in a construct where a lot of things are, they appear to be one way, but they really not. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of things that's just being orchestrated that, you know, you think like, yo, this is just a crazy person, but then you find out he's not as crazy as you think he is. Like, you know, somebody wanted him to do that to get the effect that's being, you know, you understand what I'm saying? Like, a lot of things that happened to us were orchestrated to, um, to further instill a fear in us and a fear of them. You know, um, yeah, it, it's terrible. Like, when I think of those situations like that, I think of him. I think of, um, what's his name? Uh, Jim Jones. Like, just melanated people being slaughtered and killed at the hands of them. Even now in our present day, we hear of, uh, of a lot of the alleged stories and we see certain pictures, and, and but like to see it happening in real time where we can actually tangibly be like, yo, we was around when this happened. Um, it, it just seems like it just instills 
uh, more fear, more fear in us to to fear them, you know, on, on every level. Um, I don't know what to say about the like, um, you know, it, it's weird. Yeah. He could have, yeah. he could have really just been crazy. Yeah, I mean, to go into my family's house and take a radio and place a camera in it. So I don't know how much of that could be orchestrated. And then not only that, I mean, we share a relative that has come up missing to never be seen again. I don't know how much of that could be orchestrated. So that's why I'm more along the lines of the organ harvesting, the sex trafficking, what they know about us that we don't know to the point to where they're going inside of our bodies, taking organs. So yeah, I get the orchestration, but I also get what's going on in reality too. Right. So. That, but see, that's the part that I'm saying could be so orchestrated because this is the, the back end that most people don't know is that a lot of this organ harvesting is for these people that we don't see every day. Uh, like, you, you have to ask questions like, uh, how come this Rockefeller dude lived so long? How's it that he was able to get organs to keep having these transplants? And, yo, these dudes get three and four hearts where people be on a list for years trying to get donors. But somehow these dudes... I'm saying, yo, um, I'm saying it without saying it, but I'm just saying it like, yo, a lot of things get orchestrated because they understand um, our molecular structure is different from theirs. They know that, that they're not the same as us. And to be able to uh, get those things from us uh, increases their um, longevity. Their longevity because they don't have an existence beyond this. Now he's got to really dig into it. We're talking about people who understand that, yo, when they die, that's it for them. That's it for them. But it's not it for us. And us being attached to our human experience keeps us in a cycle. They have to put, they, everything is about pulling from us, from energy, from intellect to our literal organs, like it's a necessity for us to be around for their survival, continuing on, even to the extent that you know their women, there are there are their women have come together to seek out black men to have children with because they want that melanin uh, to they want that start of melanin to instant keep them going. They they're having low birth rates. And it's because they're degenerative. And yeah, they'll pay a crazy person to do things like that. Like, who knows? Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they come out later and they'd be like, yo, dude was a was an alphabet operative. Yeah, you know I me. Mean? And they the same thing with uh Jim Jones. Like, you know, there there is a shadow of conspiracy to say that that was a M MK Ultra. You know what I'm saying? Experiment um, to see yeah. if, you know, the people even, it, because, it, you know, Lance, know, I talked about this on one of his shows uh, some years back about how it was so crazy that black people somehow gravitated to this dude coming out of these spaces where they had been subjugated and, and um, 
beat down violently and we, we went through Jim Crow and all of this. And for some reason, somehow we gravitated to a white guy who eventually took everybody out to another country and murdered them. It's like, he didn't do that by himself. Somebody helped him. Somebody put him in place. You know what I'm saying? So I, it would never, it would never shock me. I, I'm so not shocked by these things. And I think if we as a people come together and realize, like, yo, this is just what they do, and now we need to move differently. Mm-hmm. Like, the reason why they can do these things is because we, we're not together as a collective so we mm-hmm. and they find these isolated situations to do this um i find it you know well i don't find it strange that they're only targeting us i know why they're targeting us and it's because of the fact of who we are the the resources that they can get from us um it is mm-hmm. yeah they weird weird like you just can't put anything past them like you just can't put it past him. Um, I just be looking out for the next Jeffrey Dahmer. Like I be telling kids like, yo, stay hey, out. Hey, Shay. the street. You Can know? you uh, like, call Sonya and let Sonya know we okay. Let her know I'm on the live and I'll get her back. Like he's not he's not the only one out here. You know what I mean? Like he's not the only one. And like the whole Elena child murders, I don't believe that man did that. I just think he was the scapegoat for that. He didn't do that. He didn't do that. I know he didn't do that. He didn't do that. No, I just, agree. I agree. He didn't do that, man. But this is this has been going on. Like we we talk about uh, the Tuskegee experiment, like it's over, like it was done. Like when did they ever say it was done? Yeah. When did they ever say, yo, this is over, this experiment don't exist no more, we have shut down? Like, they never said that they was done? No, they just advanced to to another experiment, like this exactly. shit with C-19 and monkeypox yeah. and everything else. It's exactly. just an advancement to the experiment that they was originally doing. And they happen to use us as the guinea pigs because, like, they, they know they can't kill us, all right? That's the, that's the reality. They know that they can't kill us. And when I say they can't kill us, we're talking from the perspective of energy. There is an essence of us that they know that we have that they don't. This is part of the reason why they want us to continue to recycle and keep coming back. Because we the humans. They not the humans. They trying to figure out how to be humans or be human-like for the survival, but they know they not the humans. So... At any way possible, you know, they, they, at our expense, they're going to figure out a way to survive because they already figured it out. Like, nah, they can't, they, they can always kill the body, but we don't die. They know that. They know that. They know that. And they're trying to figure out how to be that. So everything we do, anything we do, and our children are not safe. We just got to be on top of we got to come together. And it, I hate saying it, man, it's no, I, I just be on some, oh, my gosh, because it's like how many generations have we been saying that and we've not got to that space? But it's like how many more of these type of situations have to go on, you know, before 
we decide like, yo, we got to figure out how to move differently to prevent these things from even happening anymore. They should fear even coming near us the same way we fear doing anything to them because we don't. It's, yeah. I'm sorry that it happened to anybody, man. Like, right. It's, it's bad. Yeah. But I am going to go check it out on Netflix. Like, you know, I'm interested yeah. in seeing, like, what, what's new that they're going to present. Like, I mean, you're just going to tell me about more that he did. I, I don't want to know about more uh, black people that he killed. Like, we, we know that he did that. I, I think the thing is, what do we do for us to prevent this from happening? You know, how do we how do we educate ourselves? How do we realign ourselves? How do we change um, our neighborhood structures? Like, you know, how do we educate our children? How do we protect ourselves? How do we protect ourselves? That really should go to the top of the list. Like, we lost this whole idea of not having a community. And when you don't have that, it leaves you open. Right. It leaves it leaves you oh it leaves you open for for everybody else to do what they want to do. Like, and it's 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 bad, man. It's bad. But in a way, we're wired to think that if we defend ourselves and protect ourselves, that it's something wrong. Not you and I, right? right? I feel that many of us are too timid timid to even think of going against their enemy you know like it's just been ingrained in us so much that we are more hesitant to defend ourselves more so than actually defending ourselves and we're scared of consequences but we'll sit there and let somebody kill us i don't understand it i, I don't either well i i do i do understand it and it has everything to do with the programming you know um pushing the fear factor you know when when you see situations like when the police do certain things and they use the excuse, well, I did it because I was fearing my life. Like, that, uh, no. They don't, they they don't, yeah, they, they right. don't fear. They don't fear. They don't right. fear us. Um, those things happen because it increases the fear. That it it. it uh, manipulates us emotionally, psychologically. Like we react to it, but we don't resolve the problem. We don't prevent it from happening again. This is what they don't fear. You know, um, they'll say anything. Like, yeah, I was scared for my life. Like, you know, they don't take a half a brain to see somebody that's carrying weapons and has a partner and a team and you bulletproof vests down and. The person had no weapon yet. Your excuses, I feel. No, this is really done on purpose because of what it does to black people. The reaction that black people going to give, the fear that it further instills. Like this is what it's for. So it's like, at what point do we decide? Like, yo, we got to draw the line in the sand and not allow these things to happen. And it will have to start with us changing the way we think, how we commune. Like we have to now really commune, have a common unity, and the common unity should be, yo, we want to live and survive out here, and not have to 
uh, continuously bury our children or look for our children or bury our mothers and fathers, then, you know, we got to, like, be, we got to do different. We got to change the way we think. Because mm -hmm. this is not happening in other people's communities. That's that's the thing. It's true. That's the thing. It's not happening there. It's only happening to us. Mm -hmm. Now, we're not mm -hmm. saying what they do to their own selves, but it's happening to us, and it shouldn't be. They're not walking in. They're not doing this in other people's communities. They're doing it to us. Brother Quinn, you're still with us. Yeah, I'm, I'm just soaking it in, bro. <laughs> His perspective, you know, he took me a whole nother, it's like, like cinematic. I was looking at his perspective of his, uh, his, his take on Jeffrey Dahmer and how high mentality and all that. And my experiences, I was basing my experiences from his lens. And right. that's why I was just taking it in. Right. Voice. Like, it's, he narrated, you know, like like all state guys. That's all the voices I'm hearing, you know. Everybody, they own the, everybody's <laughs> narration, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm taking it in, bro. Outside of being in the actual studio, I don't normally get this kind of interaction. So right. It's, kind of, it's, 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 it's healing for me. I'm enjoying this. Because, Thank you, brother. Uh, even bringing this shit back up into detail like that, man. That was some shit that really was having me feeling a type of way. You know what I'm saying? And like a little on edge because just based off of these feelings, one of these motherfuckers I'm around now might say some shit and trigger them emotionally. You get what I supposed to gave him back then. <laughs> right. 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 I understand. So I still have to know my emotions. You know? To push you to stay focused on that. You know, still, I'm still on some chuck, bro. You know, it go from can't trust it to all the way to the time I get to Arizona. <laughs> I'm PE all to the time. <laughs> you know, and you fit in with the ghetto boys. That's 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 my attitude. That's right. Them ghetto boys. <laughs> that's, that's been me since I was the young boy. Since and actually, that's the music I was into when I came across this punk. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. Ripping on the other left. I told you, black steel and hour work chaos. Welcome to the Terradome. That's right. Even, even had got hold in the police for all of this. You know, <laughs> that was so black man. I was, I was, I was on this, man. Super soldier. That's my niggas in the hood. You saw me. Look, they call super soldier. Right, I'm right. Around with the box cutting. That's right. Right I here too. Things on, That's like right. Radio Raheem. You know what I'm saying? That's around the time I had that running with them eleven police officers when NWA came out. The yeah. laughter. I was so full of Public Enemy when that when that one came out. I play it now to this day. There's certain songs I play waking up. <laughs> it just perks me up. I don't need caffeine. I just need those memories, and I'm I'm ready to be the soldier again. Right. Every day. You know what I mean? That's just the way it is, for real. It's like I, to this day, I got those those albums. I got those albums. All those kinds of things, but I got all the music. Mm -hmm. you know? That's all right. Going on nowadays, the digital era, you can't tell these guns. I know the music is funny as a children or whatever. Even on that, time, look at that. You got entertainers telling you 
if for the insurance policy, they take it out on these entertainers. They get the they parents or whatever. They spend their little money. All this little thing is too. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Same thing, Chicago. That's been brought up at least three to four times in the course of this this form, Oregon Harvest. I've been saying for the last four to five years, that's not all them little young gangbangers over there doing it, killing. Right. That's some fucking police. How can you be over the neighborhood? You catch these BDs and these GDs, but certain motherfuckers get certain times, certain areas. All those fucking cameras in those neighborhood, and those murders never go inside. Hmm. You hear them up, black kids, make them tell on each other, even though they reckless and lawless, you know. So, in certain instances, when you out of just doing sensitive shit, it is what it is. I can't defend you. I can't defend you. To me, I would defend the babies and old people. Motherfucker, mm-hmm. well, I ain't supposed to be willing to stand on themselves. And I can't defend you, man. You're going to stab me up my back. First chance you get is now. So, babies and old people, those who I defend, the past and the future, the present, we in it. You're going to have to step. The past is who you have grown into in the present. That future, that elderly person, that's who you're going to be if you're doing shit right. You, you will live at least to get that old, so to speak. That's not no fucking um, bad thing. I don't, I don't see it as that, you know? In, in the course of time, man. But all this programming and shit nowadays, this technology just done everything by. Right? It's just to the point, shit that used to matter, don't matter no more. It's just the internet and motherfucking Facebook and Instagram, TikTok. Just give me, give me, give me, give me. They don't want to work for shit. Just nothing. And it's just destroying the culture, man. You 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 take you take digital media away and half motherfuckers is, is lost. Don't know basic shit like having to to build some shit. See, those are the type of skills I remember from the military and Boy Scouts when I was little. At least being able to feel some shit that'll keep your ass alive if it come down to it type shit, you know? You know, a lot of the youth shit, you know, a lot of us folks are not even, you said, fuck it, I ain't, ain't, ain't even bothering to keep teaching that, but I bet you feel sick to get that. You can't get right from the Got they little shit built up like those little towns we talked about earlier. Like the town my father is from, that's founded by the Grand Wizard of Ku Klux Klan, Nathan Bethel Fort. I graduated high school down there, and that school, you can look up Four City High School right now, 1988. Our high school made national headlines. It was in the USA Today and all this shit, all those. Paparazzi-ass, ditzy-ass newspapers came in their little country-ass town of 16,000 people and did national write-up because that was the first integrated prom in that nation's-ass city in over 25 years. And all the clans members and shit was, was um, talking about what was going to happen if any of these niggas got aligned with these white girls and all this bullshit. One of my fucking classmates, man, shit they don't ever talk about. They killed Tim. Because he was dating a white girl. Our classmate was missing 
for damn near two weeks, man. And then he found him out in the country. They had ran him out in the road, had beat him to death and shot him in the back of his head. They found him out in the fucking midfield. And he was in a position where he was looking at like he was trying to defend himself. You know, going to his funeral. We were 17 fucking years old when that shit happened. The whole town knew the Klan did that bullshit, man. They let that white girl move out of town. I looked her up her ass down in Texas, some motherfucking where, still on that same bullshit. And that was one of those situations we were talking about, bro. The spirit lets you know. But my grandmama told me that down, down south. But she knew, you know, me back and forth between there and Milwaukee. She knew I was kind of street worthy. And that's the only thing my grandmama in that racist ass town, she made me promise her that I would not mess with none of those white girls down there. All the other shit I was doing around there, fighting, acting the fool, gang banging, all that shit, she, she chalked that up to just being a fucking boy. Only thing she had me in that race that time is to stay away from them white girls. Mm-hmm. And I did. The same, same time she told me that shit, that's when my classmate line she did. I remember Sherry Pound to this motherfucking day, but it was just something about her. You know, no, thank you. You know what I'm saying? Right. My grandma told me, no, n- none of that. You know what I'm saying? All, all the all the fucking chocolate girls you want to deal with, you, you, you deal with them. You know, but you stay away from the white girl. You promised me that. And I I kept that, you know? And I see why. It's not like I knock anybody for interracial relationships, none of that. Don't eat this on, but it's just things about me. And it's just about all fairness. I don't want to have to deal with no motherfucker telling me how to be with, my, with the woman I choose to be with. So I'd rather do that with a black woman any fucking way. That's, everybody got their own path to, to keep themselves going. Now, all this other shit down there, you know, it's simple mathematics, motherfucker. You can mix a pit bull with a chihuahua, but how the fuck you gonna wind up? You know what I'm saying? Just, just biological. God gave us one like he gave y'all. Keep that shit over there. I don't care if she's 300 pounds built like a barrel. Well, she a motherfucking french fry. She appealed to me, that's mine. God gave that to me. Let me love that. I don't need nothing over there. There's no, no offense to nothing over there. There's nobody who's choosing nothing over there. But why should I have a stigma on me for trying to preserve what I know is beautiful? What my parents and grandparents instilled in me. You know, Sometimes I resent the tolerance my grandparents put in me as a youngster coming up down south, you know, because of my attitude and my temper. And I realized how very motherfucking easily I could have been an Emmett Till, bro, if I didn't listen to my grandmom and, 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 and buck the system. Living in them fucking times and being naive enough, even though you're militant enough, to know what, when to pick your fucking battles. You know, what, 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 what you can and can't do. Consequences of your fucking actions, you know. Like, 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 say, manage a wise beyond your years type shit, but having the intuition in you back then, man. You know, that's right. That's a whole other issue, you know. We don't have to love you to coexist, motherfucker. You know, y'all act like y'all tolerate us in a land that's not y'all to begin with. Like, you got the audacity, motherfucker. And we, we touched on that earlier. Without us around you, motherfuckers, the will drop off within a generation. You can see enough motherfucking reading and phoning to keep up. 
you only got so much time now. I'm just talking about how Facebook been on 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 there talking with people about they post about Queen Elizabeth. Hmm. You know, but yet still motherfuckers put the most racist terror shit they want to do up there all day long. You report that shit, but you getting banned and somebody reports too. You know? And it's like I, I dare you, you know, but it's a federal database any motherfucking way, so you know, you lazy motherfuckers got society doing y'all job, y'all. It's like everybody's putting the on each other, you know? So once you tap in, motherfucker, you ain't got no rights to nothing. How come every app you use, you gotta get them permission? Why they need permission to your contact, your motherfucking um phone numbers and all that shit just for you to play a damn video game. Why do you need tracking us? They gotta track us. They gotta be in in everything that we're doing. Exactly. By you by you voluntarily agreeing that shit is an app. I think he fell off. Yeah, he fell off. Maybe he didn't have. Maybe he lost the um, the um. Maybe his charge went out. Lots of times when you're on for a while, a lot of folks don't start out with a full charge, you know. So um, Lance, I like this. I like this app here, Lance. Which app? This whatever this is, a Streamyard. I, I didn't know anything about this. Oh yeah, yeah. I can teach all about it, man. Yeah, you, you know I don't be caring about technology. Huh? <laughs> but that's what I'm here for, for you, brother. Yeah, you know? man. You know, I was getting ready to get a flip phone if it wasn't for Clubhouse. Like, hey, I don't care about it. I, I was yeah. about to give up, give up all of it. You know. Listen, you're an important voice, so we got to keep you up to date. And brothers like myself, who kind of know a little bit about it, I guide you through it. Make it easier for you because it's a never-ending process. There's always something coming out that you can use to aid in a platform, jump to a different platform, look or rig some platforms, you know, to make them work beyond what the manufacturer meant. And this is what I do. So don't worry your brain, brother. I got you. Hey, say no more. Say no more. It's coming up in a minute. So I'm yeah. close to uh, yeah. I'm I'm in the process of another move, so you know. I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. Um but to um to the sister, I don't I don't I don't know, you know, your connection to the situation. Um sister Hope? Just, uh mm-hmm. yeah. I'm yeah. listening. Um They're cousins. Oh wow. And Brother Quentin, you're yeah, back on. so um, just, just kind of giving you a, a recap. So um, he's my cousin um, by way of my uh, dad, and we have ties to Arkansas, a little small town called Earl. So he would visit during the summers. I would visit during the summers, which I never actually personally met him. He knows my oldest siblings here. He's close to their age. Heard about him, just never knew of him. So we connected on Facebook recently. Okay, what, what are we talking about here? Uh, the how we got on the subject of Dahmer. Okay, so so I, your cousin was a victim of him. No, not necessarily. Well, not necessarily a victim as far as what he did, but he did break into the mother's home. My cousin 
was residing with his mother in his younger years and Dahmer did break into his home. And when the police uh, started investigating some of the cases, the radio that was my cousin's was stolen as well as a camera and it was found in Dahmer's home. Okay, 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 okay. So I, I actually have an older brother. Um, I think he would be uh, about 57, 58. He came up missing um, the late 80s, early 90s. Oh, wow. Um, and never to be found or seen, heard of again. So it was just kind of we catching up. And he had posted something earlier in regards to Dahmer. So that's what kind of led us to doing the conversation this evening. Okay. Yeah. I'm hearing someone in the background. Hello? I've been trying to talk about I'm still here. Oh, you're still there. We thought you had got disconnected. I did. I, I I joined back in, but like I said, oh. you know, I, I pick a chance. You know, I, I listen because um, uh, brother Lance, he let me know that he knew I was back. So I just okay. let, let continue. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I was giving Bishop just to kind of recap as to how the comments uh, commentary has started this evening. Yeah, it's just a lot, you know, that's going on in our communities that we really just have to. Ugh, take heed and pay closer attention to because Nama's situation was what from sh shit the era when I was born until the 90s and what he did I mean it's still relevant in our communities today brother Lance and I did a story a young lady missing out of um missing out of Michigan you know to well luckily we got her home but it's 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 so big them removing us from our communities and we got to ask ourselves why why are we the target of what's going on because they know exactly who we are they look at us as as not being worthy to sustain life on this earth realm they're about their life and their longevity and them wanting to be here like they mentioned before once they reach death it's, it's nothing more for them you know we reach a retransition we reincarnate they understand that but we don't so we have to do what we have to do in order to sustain here. We have to come together to fulfill out our lifespan, you know, and unfortunately we will face sometimes our untimely death, you know, at, at the hands of these evil motherfuckers. What did, what did any one of y'all really get from the deeper meaning of the movie Underworld? I'm sorry. I said, what did any one of y'all get on a deeper level from the movie Underworld? The Underworld. I've never seen it. I don't think I've seen it either. But you, you can, you, you can speak on it. But no, Underworld. If you if you go look those up, they was like some of the shit that came in. I want to say around the time of Blade or some shit doing right around that time. Once he's like Blade, but Underworld, it was, it was like the vampires versus the fucking world. What I take from that 
what we talking about right fucking now. The vampire mm-hmm. those white motherfuckers in the world. Uh, and mm-hmm. they were forbidden mixing because it's like a fucking whole but it's, it's basically in the motherfucking relationship one werewolf falling in love with a vampire motherfucking vampire trying to kill everyone with the werewolf and they trying to kill all the werewolves underworld it's the same shit you take these cousins and shit like standing under eight all that serious all that bullshit and they it's, it's mirror shit they talking about their fucking stuff while trying to info, info us we don't got no fucking Reese's gene in us that's monkey shit who is it found in all the photos I've seen, I ain't seen no black babies with no fucking tail, but I've seen at least four or five pictures of white babies with tail. Motherfuckers with skin look like little pickets. You know? But, mm-hmm. hey. You know? He who narrates tells the fucking story. Mm-hmm. Our mm-hmm. shit down. We get more than 100 people involved in what the fuck we saying. Look at look at look at Grandmaster Jay, how quick they tried to set their brother down. That scared mm-hmm. the shit out of them. They seen the brother brain the motherfucker many people together. That scared that, that, that scared the motherfucker for pop. You know what I'm saying? We we we, we gotta do something. We can mm-hmm. Did it kick you out again, cuz? Are you there? Yeah, I think it kicked them out again. Oh, wow. I appreciate you joining in, Bishop. Weighing in, you know, giving your yeah. opinion and, you know, what it is Absolutely. you said. You want to discuss this. If there's anything else, you know, we're open to it. But we just wanted to kind of discuss, you know, the Dahmer situation. That was, you know whole topic but we're open tonight so whatever you feel like discussing hey we open to it oh you back? Nah, I'm falling out yeah lands uh me and lands go back oh wow um way back <laughs> way back yeah yeah like like seven seven eight years yeah uh, for real um, yeah i you know um ultimately all these things that's going on, we we collectively, individually first and, and collectively have to um, it's just this thing called rules of engagement. You know, um, when your environment changes, certain things start happening, like, yo, you just gotta start thinking, like, yo, we gotta move differently. We can't just let this, this, and this happen uh, if we wanna survive, you know? There's gonna be people that don't care, and this is why I'm saying individually first. That's why it's called self-preservation. Um, for as much as we would like our people to come together in a common unity, um, a reality of the fact that most of our people are so far gone and so caught up into the illusion, um, there's a lot that's just not gonna make it. So being the example of what you want with self first, you're gonna find a whole lot more like minds. You're gonna you're gonna draw that type of energy. 
those type of people. And this is how you create a new common unity. We'll figure out what to do. And for the rest of them that just can't figure it out or don't want to figure them out. Can, can I can I can I say it, Liz? Can I say it the way I want to? Say it the way you want to. It's no holds more over here. Uh, okay, let them niggas die. I mean, a let them niggas die. They coming back anyway. They coming back. I wholeheartedly anyway. agree with you. I wholeheartedly agree with you because a lot of them, like you stated, is not going to make it. They're just yeah. not. You know, <laughs> and it's, it's just mind-boggling for me. That we hop on every bandwagon trending, right? I will hope collectively that we will hop on the bandwagon for our survival, okay? We don't seem to get that, though. We don't care. We just out here living willy-nilly. And anything uh, negative, anything that's wrong, that's what we're all about. You understand? I mean, uh, I'm a woman. I'm a woman, all right? I happen to breathe, you know, the, 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 the one, you know what I'm saying? Once you release the seed, nurture and grow the seed. You understand? How can I not love that? How can I not uh, I, I not appreciate that, right? I'm just out here just dropping off, you know what I'm saying, what they do? What, artificial? I don't look at anything that I produce as artificial. I happen to be a woman. I happen to know my worth. You understand? We're not of the same anatomy as them. We're the authentic beings. So when I have something that my body produce and give me, that's a blessing from the creator. By all means, I'm going to do what I have to do to protect God and nurture that. We just started right. dropping off babies and whatever fuck happened, happened. Fucked up situations that we bringing them in and we okay with that. I don't get that. I do not get that. One thing, I grew up real fast, but I grew up with morals and standards and they'll forever be with me. I appreciate I was hard headed as hell. I really was. But every ass whooping I got, few I missed, I deserved every single one of them because it made me the woman that I am. It made me understand this cycle of life that we're going through. And by all means, you not only protect that, you protect what's within and let no one strip you of that. We so quick to live through the eyes of someone else's perception, live through your own and understand your self-worth, your self-preservation and what it's about. We, we don't get that. We live right. through the eyes of everybody else. This one over here want to wear weave. This one over here want to wear the lashes. This one over here want to get her ass done. Who, what you doing all of that for? For what? Can you really handle the negativity that's going to come with that? Okay. Okay. You, you can you can alter your entire body, but you can't alter your mind for common sense. You can't alter your mind for knowledge that's always out here able to be received. You can't do that. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. So when you say, hey, let them niggas fall, hey, that's just what it is. They are waste for us. They're a waste for us. All they want to do is hinder us from the direction that we need to go. It's unfortunate, but hey, uh, uh, it is unfortunate. It is. They control them with their ego. <laughs> they don't realize, you know, it's safe. I, I ain't seen this app out yet, Lance. I can't. I can't get in the comments. They won't let me in the comments. Really, you I like the comments. You know, we do this on Clubhouse. I I, I do this every day, so I'll be I'll be looking at the comments too. Yeah, you can get in it. It's just you just gotta know how to navigate that terrain. Yeah, they around. not letting me respond. You know what I mean like I can see them, but 
Oh, okay. Mine's the same way, brother Lance. It was a couple of people that I actually wanted to respond to. It's not allowing me to. When I tried to, it kicks me out. It, it was a couple of questions that was directed for my cousin, and I was going to try to elaborate. But once I do, it kicks me out. That's crazy. But you know, yeah. like I said, you know with these um, platforms, they um feedback to me or whatever. But yeah, anyway, you can hear me at least. You know, they, they do all kind of crazy, weirdo stuff that comes out of nowhere because you know, I've worked stuff, my own equipment way back in the day before there was any platforms like this where we just had YouTube and third party platforms. I got a rack system over there that I use to do very simple things that I have a small module for. And the equipment is getting smaller and more efficient. But you still have to go through these internet platforms where they can build their finger in and do little sabotaging things to you. So I know what's kind of like cool to happen, but then some things are just not normal. You know, uh, even like the other day, I got a, I got a, a, a strike on the channel for one of the rooftops that I did. I think you mentioned that you liked it because it kind of went off. Um, and I didn't say anything about what they're trying to give everybody a cure for. I made up my own name, avoided that. But they, they gave me a strike for that. And, 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 you know, took that video down, but I'm also on other platforms. Then it gave me, someone gave me a copyright strike uh, for other videos that were on YouTube, right? And it blew their name up, and that's why I wrote that letter the way I did, along with other people who are just there as sharks and, and just, you know, two-faced agents. So I said, okay, I'm cleaning the house. How about that? No more negotiating would have had just clean house. Got to. Because you don't know when people come to you unless they have a certain spirit over time and they grow and they do the work and speak what they know to be the truth. But when they're too hidden and I can't talk on this, I got to hide, I got to do this. You can't really, you got to say really how long, what are you really about? Because now is the time to, to not, not just show what you're about, but what you're about even more so. You ever see those movies where there's a nice small town and you got, all of a sudden the war comes, all of a sudden the nukes come out the town. You're like, whoa, I didn't know that was there. Well, that's how these entities are. There are paid agents. They're not paid thousands of dollars. They're just giving a little bit, just enough to, to be on somebody's ass and get to infiltrate their life and, and cause little, you know, other hand of things. You know, come on, man. I'm not with that. Like I said, I've been doing this. I will be doing this. And I will never stop doing this until the creator calls me to transition. You know, we want to say it that way. Whatever, whatever. But as long as I'm yeah, on my earth, this is what I'm going to do. It's my position. You know what I mean? And that's why, again, Brother Holler, I'm glad I picked up that phone call that day when you called me. All those hey, days. Black son. <laughs> gratitude. Super gratitude. You, you opened the portal, man. You open the portal. I wouldn't be the bishop had you not opened the portal. Like, no, no, no. You would have been the bishop. It's just it would have came a different way. But I'm just saying it's an honor to be to be at those crucial times and to have these classic moments, whether the masses see it or not. Because we're gonna keep on chipping, chipping, chipping. If you ask me to chop down a, a, a oak tree, I'm not gonna say, "Excuse me, before I do this, could you tell me how many times we're gonna have to chop?" No, I know as long as I chop and I see some wood come out, I'm doing the right thing. When it falls, it falls. I'm gonna keep on chopping the tree until it falls. That's what it is. 
Yeah, and I'm glad. And, and when every, every time you speak, we learn. And every time we speak to Sister Hope, the fire is ignited even more. You know, especially to see a sister. Oh my God, come up the fire like that, man. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah, for real. It's a beautiful thing. It's appreciated. Sister Hope, if she called me three in the morning and say, Lance, let's do a show and wipe the stuff out of my eye, wipe my ass a little bit and come on and start the show on. Because when when you have a woman who who has this kind of clarity in her thought and, and knows what time it is, anything that comes around her has to be cleansed or has to be either chastised, you know, cleansed or chastised. If the chastise is not going to stay around too long. Just her sitting there you could see. If I just saw you in the street and didn't know you, I'd know. I'd be like, listen, sister, um, I'm not trying to hit on you or anything, but who are you? I got to know you. There's something coming off of you. You know what I mean? I got to be a part of this. You know? That's, that's just the way it is. Beautiful thing. Where are you from, Hope? I'm originally from um, Earl, Arkansas, by way of Missouri. Okay. Mm. And that's, I, I tell you, that, that is even more of a special thing because I know in those areas, not putting them down, but I know, Sister Hope, you've had to deal with a lot of ignorance. And, and, and a lot of us assume that many of our sisters from the bigger cities have, have such knowledge. Some do, but what you expect is not really that way. So you're really firing. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's crazy because my, my my father's side, by way of my cousin that's on here, that's what took me to Arkansas. So that that's my father's side. My mother's side, get this. My mother was born in Mississippi, money wow. Mississippi, where the situation with Emmett Till happened. She grew oh, up man. in Senatobia, uh, just trying to have some life changes that led her to Missouri. And it's crazy, like. My cousin and I can give you all some stories about Earl. Earl is a very, very, very small town. It sits, uh, the closest connecting city is West Memphis and Memphis, Tennessee, right? Earl is, is very rural, but it's, it's, it's maintained by us. It's, it's so much land there. And I, I would like to go back. My cousin would like to go back. The elders have left, but what they instilled in us is, 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 is crazy. Right. But they're in there trying to take the land. They, they don't want us with the lands. They want to come in and do what they want to do with the lands. A lot of elders then left the area, you know, probably didn't pay the taxes. So they trying to get down, you know, collect property and stuff like that. We don't need to allow them to do that. What's been in our families, we need to keep it in our families so we can continue. You understand the revenue. You know what I'm saying? What's natural trees, hand trees, uh, walnuts, you know, we had things like that, that, you know, we outside playing, you know what I'm saying? I mean, we ain't got to go in for dinner here. We didn't have plums and persimmons and just different things, you know, that the earth provide to for us to have, you know, right. not knowing any better, you know, we have a lot of uneducated elders down there, unfortunate. I mean, school system's just not big down there. It wasn't, um, by way of, uh, we were speaking earlier, uh, Whoop, um, um, cuz, are you still on the line? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, he's here. What's the lady that stayed up the street from my Aunt May Lee that was shot? 
because they they started marching. They they tried to have a revolution down there. They didn't want the schools, from what I understand, to be, you know, like uh, coming together. They was trying to mix the black and whites, and they didn't want it because they was like, well, what were they trying to do? Like have the black kids go at one time and the white kids go at another, and whatever it was. Uh, my grandmother, as well as a lady, stayed down the road from her by the name. Of, I think you said her name. Her name was Miss Miss Maple. Yeah, Miss Jessie Maple. Miss Jessie Maple started a riot down there, as far as not allowing the white people to come in and take over. Oh, oh, you, if, you might have been a baby, but um, in further contrast to Miss Maple's uh, brothers, her son Ladea, you remember the um the Iran hostage situation in nineteen eighty? Right. They had they had. American soldiers in Iran for like a year or something. Right. Right. Um, it's Maple from the city. He was one of those hostages. Wow. And they finally released him. And Jesse Jackson got some relief or whatever. And they came back here. They threw him a parade in Europe. The news and everything was there. I, I know the Maple family very well. Miss Maple, she was a well respected lady. You know, very well respected, and and um, and cause she stayed, stayed like down a corner from 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 Miss May Lee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right there, right. Like if you walk to the end of the corner, cause Miss uh, May Lee, their house was was almost at the corner. So if you go to that corner and you cross the street counter angle, you'll be at Miss Maple's house. They stay right there on that corner. Miss Hinkley stayed right across the street from Miss Mom and and Miss Charlie D. And yeah, yeah mm-hmm. bring back more more memories. Miss Mister uh, Charlie D. Is uh, I don't mean to cut you off because it's it's so crazy. Earl's so small. The population probably back then was was probably twenty four three thousand. It's growing a little bit, but uh, wow. the town is so small. Like it's crazy. Like. My mother's side is Charlie D side who married May Lee, right? She stay on the same block. My grandmother, which is Inez Stone, may she rest in power. That's my father's mother, right? They stayed on the same block, okay? Who, whoever in town is not related to me on my mother's side, they're related to me on my father's side, if it's not oh, both sides. That's how small that town was. So I'm I'm sharing relatives that's related to me on my father and my mother's side. So when I go down there, I'm just getting the history as to who owned what, who has this, who is that, who is that. I'm just like, it's it's crazy. So to find this cousin that's giving me more history as to when I was a baby, don't know him, but I've heard about him. You understand? It's 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 wild. It's wild. <laughs> but to know that that small town did everything they could to preserve. To preserve yes. what was theirs, it's deep. It's deep. That's a blessing to get that kind of information and to be in that positioning to receive that and have the sense and the desire to know it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. one thing it taught me: it taught me how to swing a hoe. I went from swinging hoes at the age of like ten to sticking motherfuckers with ice picks even before I knew how to go to a gun range. <laughs> I thought you said it, was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. I mean, we, we didn't know any better, but we we we, we right, was right. some cotton chopping folks. We really was. 
Trust but, me. But you know, you 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 built bonds after that was like yeah. You know, get up in the amongst your own little, little, little click. You, you know, you had a little fun out the field. You know, you might be out there, be mad at them, and get the top and down cotton plants. Just for the hell of it. You so far in the field, they not gonna know. They not gonna miss half this road right in the middle of this big mile long road you got to chop. Well, you be out there for ten hours, and you think about that though, man. You think about it. If you walk one way a mile and a half, then turn around and walk back down another mile and a half. You do that all day. How many miles you you logged at the end of the day? <laughs> right. Right. You chopping, chopping with a hoe. Like think about boxers today. That's another reason why a lot of them southern cats are still doing with their hands. You just you're talking about how a person is strong, natural strong. That's, that's that's what you do down there. You used to get that work in. Right. You, know, you want to work around the house, working out. But I know, like when, when I look at look at the uh, sport of boxing, Joe Frazier, Vander Holyfield, George Foreman, you know, all those champions. You find that they came down. Ernie Shavers, even the ones who weren't champions, they came from down in those parts where they had to do so much hard work, and it was nothing for them to get into that sport and have this natural strength because they did it from young, you know. Buddy Liston stayed around the corner. Oh man. Really? He was from Payne. Payne was like eight miles down the road. Before the town I was talking about earlier, he stayed in between his mom and his, his, his father in Haines. Wow. Right around the corner, my grandparents out in Forest City. And another mate walked around there. People don't know that Al Green was from Forest City, Arkansas. Wow. And they would give him credit being at the same place, Hang Forest City. Sonny listen. Then you can go to Tyrone Davis, Eastern Crawfordville, uh, which is like eight six miles away from the Amazing. Crawfordville had like eight hundred nine people all the time. But it was another one of those types of towns that Hope was talking about. You know, you made it happen from nothing. You know? Mm. You got out there and earned your money. And they were to go down. That's what they call it down in uptown. If you're away from the thing, just mute the phone because you're getting a lot of feedback. Okay, I'm sorry. No, you can leave it open, but just mute it for a second because a lot of volume, a lot of feedback. Okay, my apologies. But we love looking at you, though, so keep it. <laughs> Go ahead, brother. That's, that's, that's the thing talking about the closeness of the town. Everything 
you had everything you needed. And even with the racial overtone down there, it was a certain level of respect. Respect. I'm like, you had you had your little white friends in school, and it seemed like automatically, I guess at that age of puberty or whatever, like 13 to 14, y'all just mutually just drift apart. No hard feelings. We just, you know, you understand. Yeah, I understand type thing, you know. They go on be with their kind, and you go on be with your kind, but you still have some kind of respect for each other. And I had a lot of white friends that always wanted me to come spend the night. My grandmama was not having that. She would let me go play with them, but my ass better beat the sunlight, need the um, street light, get into the house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> <I think>. yeah hope. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> By the time it get dark, that bike better be in this yard. You better be in this house. That was the deal. She didn't play. Like I told you, the police didn't even bother dealing with me. They the bike got be my nice. grandmother to deal with. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I'm not laughing at it, making fun. I'm yeah, just saying, man. I know that <laughs> they would have got me quick. This is good time. This is no jewel. Like everybody think about material things, these are jewels. Right. This, this, I, I always laugh and feel good about these because it, it was, it was the lessons that that's been keeping me safe to this day, bro. Common sense and respect. Right. You respect. Right. You know, you respect the things that you respect that coming up. You know, like you said, nature. I'd had animals that I would be terrified of. You know, in I had to remain calm, and then the owner's coming up, oh, he likes you, and it's looking like a damn bear or something, and just cup came up on me so swift, and he's sniffing me. You know, it's like one of those cartoons where you see bugs just melt and just slide down the bench. <laughs> yeah, yeah. me like this, oh, he likes you, and I'm trying to talk calm. Okay, yeah, go on, get him away from me, because if he bites me, I need some money. You know, he looking like he might take a limb. So please get them away from me as quick as you can. But I, 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 going back to what you were saying, animals, I guess they can sense good, and I try to be good, you know? Cats and dogs, but I, I, if I had a preference, I'd probably pick... I'd rather have a dog fighting beside me beside a cat, unless he one of the more crazy cats that you can feed to hang around. He, he, you know, he, didn't, he didn't deal with some everything. He's a survivor. But yeah, give, me, give me a nice pit bull. I, I'm kind of like into the... um. The Cane Corsos, my brother got one of those. I would definitely like one of those. There's a there's a boxing channel that I follow, and a lot of the content separately on the same channel, he talks about, you know, rearing different types of dogs, pit bulls, and just different. I don't know much about it, but since I follow the channel, I see extensively, like several times a week, he has some really, it's a brother, and um, he's, I think he's in Wisconsin, but this guy... He know he's a funny guy. He'll have you laughing and talking real. He's been through a lot, but it's really entertaining. And um, he knows his stuff. Yeah. So it's uh, 78 Sports TV. That's the channel. It's the boxing channel. But on that channel, he has, um, what, what's he called? Game Dog Talk, I think it is. And there's a whole section where he gets into the talking so uh, about dogs and stuff. He knows his stuff. Just like he knows his boxing. Yeah, you know, like the 
sit in the town and I go back down through there. Uh, my family be talking about how bad it being got, and I always told them, you know, I get ready to come back down there because, like, our property it sits off the street. It's like in the cold mm-hmm. so it's one way in, one way out type deal. So if you come up in there, you're already getting wrong. But I tell them, <laughs> I'm not worried about that. I get me three pit bulls and get me two more rifles. Mm-hmm. Come up in there at your own risk. You know, on this property, I got three pit bulls for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Or well, three cane corso. It's always, it, even down to the math, brother, our, our, our protons, neutrons, and electrons, what they try to keep us away from saying it was the mark of the beast. Yeah, you're a copy of it. That's, that's beastly, but, you know, ain't nothing like the original. We just need Flip that switch back on and keep it on. But conditioning make a lot of people scared to think for themselves. Yeah. You're so conditioned to the point to where you just feel like you wrong for thinking outside the box. Trying to live your own dream instead of trying to do something to fit in with some nobody. Yeah. You said that word conditioning that triggered holler because he can talk a lot about that. That's right. Anybody here? Yeah. yeah <laughs> I'm still here. Just give me a couple of minutes. I just got in to work, but I'm listening. So I'll be back and forth one for a minute, but I'm here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll keep it going. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna soon wrap it down. Um, I premiered a show for um, 12 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, but it's not a live, it's recorded, but it's just the ambience. And this is a very, very powerful, each one she does gets more and more powerful. I'd love to see, um, you know, Bishop in her talk. That would be a hell of a vibe. That who would that? Any- Me and who? Who you say, Lance? Did he freeze up? Yeah, it appears as if he froze up, but he'll go out and come back in. Just give it a second. He froze up on me. (laughs) Okay, here it goes. Let me see. There you go. He back. Who say you wanted me to link up with, Liz? The young lady you're going to hear speaking now. I'm going to try to run her audio right now. Hold oh, on one second. I thought you said Ella G at first. I was like, yo, Ella be pulling up in Clubhouse a lot now. <laughs> Ain't seen her for a while either, so that's the she way it be, goes. She be, she be pulling up. You know, I'm... I'm, I'm um, I'm, I'm pretty busy a day. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, you kind of created a monster, uh, Lance. <laughs> Check this out. This should be coming on. It should be playing. I don't know why. Do I have it muted? I think I have it muted. Yeah, it's rolling, but it should be playing. Let me see something here. 
We got so much going on. Well, it's going to come on. Let me see. Let me try a different way here. Sample this. Let me see. Let me see. Or is this computer trying to act like it's overloaded? Okay, we're going to try a different way. I think this way can work. How is this girl doing? Oh, she's fine, man. She's doing well. She's fine. Um, Send my love. Yes. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Hold on. Let me see if this uh this might play it out. I'm still making my way, Lance. Oh, I'm here for you, brother. It's it's I'm it's right heavy. It's, heavy. it's heavy right now. I understand. Okay, I don't understand why it's not playing over this. I don't know if there's anything you have to flick up. No, let me see. No, it's just misbehaving right now. It's got a lot of things pulling on the computer. I got a top of line Apple over there, and I'm just not comfortable using it, <laughs> but I got to. I want to upgrade and um, do a better presentation. But uh, yeah, <clears throat> so let's, let's, let's get to be going for a while as long as you want, because I know it, um, midnight Eastern Standard Time, I got that show coming on. But, um, Continue the vibe if you want to. You know, I'm here. I got to do a few things. Whatever y'all want to do, I, you know, I just get in where I fit in. Like I said, I do this every day, all day. So, so, so when, when can I have you come on without interfering with your clubhouse schedule? Uh, anytime. Like, you know, I'm not committed to anything. Um, I'll, yeah, it's whenever you really want. I'm, I'm, okay, I'm open and free. What I'm going to do, we'll talk, you know, over the phone and kind of aim at a topic that you like or you need to talk about and some things, whatever, and we'll chop it up that way. And then maybe I'll bring, like, Sister Abby and Sister Hope, um, who has a few other sisters on, a few other brothers on, but you'll be, you know, and I'll rotate it. Everybody get a chance to be at the head, you know, and then we'll do another show with another person, so we'll chop it up that way because we need to have these roundtables like this across different platforms because... You know, lots of times it's like falling on deaf ears, but there's always that one person or those few people who come back later and say, man, you know, I learned a lot. I'm stepping forward. I want to know more. So right. if we talk to 100 people and three come forward, we're doing we're doing successful. I mean, that's it's sad numbers, but that's just the way it is. So we got to keep throwing punches because every blow is not a knockout blow. Some right. of you don't have to fool with the intentions of a knockout. You just keep the hands in the face. You know, so that's how it goes. So collectively, yeah. as we have our own styles, multiple platforms, just build a network, and we'll we'll come with it. And just the consistency and longevity. You know, years ago, I said when I was getting into this, I said I'm going to be me. I'm going to change who I am, but I'm going to I'm going to commit to doing a little bit every day, whatever it may be. So it's right. evolved. I'm still here, and um. It's like when you go around the old neighborhood and you check and say, damn, Scurve is still there on the corner right there. Got that shot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's the same thing, you know? Right. Just, just consistent and true I, to it. However you want to do it. Um, my, my, um, my fight is for the mind. I, I'm, I'm only... Um, I'm, I'm only invested in... Right. Um, fighting for the same minds that are being attacked. So 
No, um, no problem, brother. You know, I'm really about the mentality. Right. Yeah. We'll come with a little slick title. We're gonna have everybody on. We're gonna chop it up. We're gonna chop it up for hours. <laughs> it won't be no little little forty five minute thing or whatever. But we're gonna chop it up. You know. You know, hope you're going yeah, to, I was about to say we have done it for for plenty of hours. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be one of those. I'm gonna have all my food lined up. You know what I mean? Everything I want to nah. eat and drink, I'll be lined up and I'll be ready. Yeah, I know the routine. You know, we that's right. Until the sun come up, listen. Hey, you, you know it. You know nah. it. Batteries will be charged. Everything. You know. Nah, nah. What you want to say? Hope over there laughing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you like what I said earlier when I said melanatedly erect. <laughs> Melanated erect. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It, yeah, it's only, um, I'm only coming from that direction. I'm having a face. We be <laughs> laughing at my facial expression. <laughs> I love it. I love it because you can't hide it for real. Yeah. Oh, brother Lance. I greatly appreciate you, Brother Bishop. I appreciate you. Thank you. It's always good for us to come together, you know, and build and bond. And like I said, just give things from our perspective, how we see, you know, nobody else can tell the story, you know what I'm saying, of the shoes that we've walked in. We got to tell our own story, you know, as to how we see. So, because I appreciate you coming up here, if you're still up here. Um, I know that was difficult for you, but I, I really appreciate you sharing that. You know, as 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 you experience that, and it's no sense in suppressing it. It's no sense in you know feeling like you're doing anything wrong by speaking on it. I mean, that's something that happened. You and your mother was violated, so you got every right to share. You know what I'm saying? What happened to you? You know, so I, I appreciate the off. opportunity always. Yeah, I think you fell off, but still, he's going to hear this. So you know, share the words that you shared if he was here. I think he fell off again. Yeah. So yeah. All right. And pretty yeah, much, so. we'll wrap it down. But tomorrow, Brother Holla, I'll give you a call. Uh, for me, it's, it's 3.11. I may do one more recording while I'm doing that and editing at the same time. I like to go until I drop. Now I got the microphone right here, right? Sometimes I'm working, and I'm like just working. So it's like, boom. So it's hitting me. Boom. <laughs> it's dropping like I'm on heroin or something. I'm like, man. But I love to go to failure. I love to just, I love it. I'm in heaven. I'm in Africa, and I can talk shit. And I was talking shit in America, too. But the really going to be over here like, man, man, man. You know what I mean? So them crackers over there, what can they do? Right. What can they do? You know? Yeah. I get them over here, too. That's not, we'll say that's what like because I'm a videotape when I do it. He was like, Man, this guy's he's crazy, but brother Bishop. Hey, I'm gonna uh, wrap it down. Yeah, give me a time anytime, just, just hit me up. It don't matter, like, you know, I don't got nothing but free time, right? If you're, yeah, like I say, you know, if you just happen to pull up in the clubhouse, you'll find me there. If not, call my phone, right. it don't make no difference. Um, right. Uh, that's all I'm. That, that's that's it. No. Right. Right. Not a problem, brother. Well, everybody, you, you, you get a melanated. You you get you get a melanated uh, erected, and yeah, you know I mean, I have nothing but cognitive cock to offer, uh, especially <laughs> for the women. Um, I'm gonna make t-shirts out of that for real tomorrow. Please, wait, wait, please. Yeah, me and King Lose came up with that. I, I almost definitely purchased. 
He was like, yeah. hey, that cognitive <laughs> cock. It's really about the women with me. Um, right. There's a there's a lot of men that are that are awakening, but you know they attack the minds of the source, and this is what I've been on for the last um, three four weeks. There, there are a lot of women that come in the house of ancient magic. Anybody that's listening, if you're on Clubhouse, come in the Clubhouse, find us in the house of ancient magic. This is all you're going to get is cognitive cock, especially for you women. Um, your minds are being attacked. And this is what I'm fighting. I'm fighting um, to get back the minds that are being attacked. So, um, yeah, that's where I'm at with it. If we don't change our mentality, all these things that we sit and talk about, Lance, you know my position on this. I told you this seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, if we don't change the mentality, we'll have these conversations five years from now. That was in 2015. I told you that. When you're 2022 real. and niggas is still having these goofy-ass conversations. And it's only because they're not changing the way they think. That's right. Brothers. Brothers, um, this is what I like for you all to do. You know, y'all come from an era that's a little bit ahead of mine. I'm trying to get my cousin back on. We'd like for y'all to speak to these women. Yes. As to what they are to expect from a man. I uh, did a little podcasting with a brother Lance last night. That's just BS that's trending. Like, these women are so lost. All right. They they looking for love, but the problem is they don't know what it is. So maybe uh, if the woman of melanin hear it from a man, a king, a warrior, you know what I'm saying? How she's supposed to be treated, you know, what's in depth with the relationship and this whole thing we call love. You know, I would love for you all to weigh in on that because oh yeah, we, I would do we, it. we, we so lonely, we so desperate. We just taking anything. I'm a woman, and you know what? I'm not that damn submissive. You have to give me something to submit to. I mean, you have to come at me wholeheartedly, not trying to change me because I'm not going to change you. All right? You want to be with me? We going to be together. You're not going to be screwing me, screwing the neighbor, screwing the pastor, screwing the kids. We, we, we're not going to be doing all that. I'm not that damn lonely and desperate to where I'm going to accept that. Mm-hmm. You're right. So when a man proposition you, you have to know what to expect in a relationship instead of just accepting any and everything. I'm going to sit here and breed your kids and you out here fucking another nigga coming home and getting in the bed with me. And you want me to suck the shit off your dick? Right. Wow. Making that thing. But that's what's going on out here. That's what's going on out here. This we so true. desperate to where you know what? Learn how to love yourself. Learn how to understand yourself. When you make self happy, nobody can come in and dribble balls around you. I'm sorry. I mean, I like to play with balls, but not them type of balls. Okay. Oh wow! Hope, hope you gonna like get I delivered. said, you hey, gonna get delivered. I'll you submit to give me something to submit to. Give me something to submit to. I'm gonna deliver you, hope. I'm gonna deliver you. I might already be delivered. Be careful. I ain't, I ain't got no. <laughs> I ain't got nothing but cognitive cock for you. I'm trying to tell you, brother Lance. You better tell him I'm a force I to be am, reckoned with. <laughs> I, am, I am a sapiosexual's dream. I'm trying to tell you right now. Uh, this is all I do every day. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah I, it will be a pleasure. It will be a pleasure. Where you from, brother Holly? Where you from? Philly. I'm from Philly. Yeah, I can hear that northern accent. 
I'm a professional shit talker. I'm internationally known and locally accepted. This is what I do. Mm. And, and I mm. love it because I love y'all, but I got to fight for your mind. So I'm just telling you, it's brutal. I appreciate it. I it's appreciate brutal. it. Somebody got to do it. Got to start somewhere. Got to yeah. start somewhere. I just, I just look at some of my sisters love, be like, the fuck? You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's only so much talking I could do. I mean, I'm not going to lay in the bed with you, but I mean, I can get a brother that could talk to you and let you know that it is something out here different. You don't have to accept that. Right. You understand? Just because right. what? I mean, my hair is natural, so I don't need you to pay for my hair. My nails is natural. I mean, if I want to get that done, I'll get it done. But just because you're paying for what a hairdo and some nails, I'm supposed to sit here and accept you going out here, kicking it with the boys, fucking them, and coming back home, laying on me, and playing with our mm -hmm. children. Type of fucking environment I'm raising my kids in. Like, Too come bad. on, we've learned to accept that shit. You done been ran through by all the homies in the hood, so now you want to lay with a bitch? I wish hmm. a motherfucking female would try me. Please, oh, please. Oh, you don't, you don't, you don't you remind your pussy bleed just like fucking mine. Straight yeah, up. It ain't shit we could do. I, I, I mean, if you need a tampon, I got you. <laughs> yeah, I, I I would love to take you on the on the stroll. I, I gotta be there. I gotta be there with y'all talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we we. I just want you to walk with me. Uh, I, I I yeah yeah. You gonna be okay? Yeah, it's okay. I be up north. I be up north quite often. I have ties to Virginia, so I most oh, definitely hit you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually on my way out to the uh to um. The Southwest. I'm actually gonna be passing through uh, all those uh, southern states to get to Arizona. So, yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with those areas of Tennessee, Oklahoma, and Mississippi. I got a, my daughter. My oldest daughter lives in Mississippi. So, what part? Uh, what is that area that she call it? Um, I want to say Greenville. It could be great, but it's, it's, really very, it's very poor. It's very small. Mm -hmm. um, she's not far from um, Jackson. Uh, she's not far from. Yeah, I want to say Jackson. She's not far from Jackson. Yeah, one of those little rural towns that's down now. Yeah, yeah. Columbia's pretty big. Jackson's pretty big. Anything outside of that, you know, Tupelo is okay, but anything else is very, very rural. Very no, it's rural. Very, she said it's very country where she's at. Um, mm -hmm. I think they only, they, it's real small. Everybody has to like, either they either work at the same Walmart or they travel to like work at the airport. I mean, it's, just, it's a small little area. Mm -hmm. But she tells me about how it is there. I'm trying to convince her to to leave there, but you know, her and her mother's family moved there and she's been there, so mm. uh, she'll be all right. She's 30, mm. she'll, she'll figure it out. Mm. Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. Just lead her, instruct her, guide her, you know. It's more to life than just being, you know, in a small box, you know. Like I said, my, my mother's family is from Mississippi, my dad's is from Arkansas. And it was funny, as we was mentioning earlier, my mom, you know, she had just kind of adapted out of that. You know, she was just like, I'm not going to have my children go through this. Well, right. she never really told me anything bad about my father. My father was a piece of work. His drug of choice was women. A lot, a lot of children. But uh, my mom was like, you know, I'm not going to have you all go through this. You know, we move, you know, and 
through the summer, she'll let us go back down. So she found out we was chopping cotton, man. She, she gave my father this speech and he was like, I understand y'all want stuff, I understand, but your mother killed me if she found out. Well, what she don't know won't hurt her. My mother was like, if I ever find out y'all down here chopping cotton, you ain't ever got to worry about. But that's the mindset of those that was down there. So we had to just keep that little secret. But I got pregnant at a very early age. You know, I had to run back down there to make quick money. But I knew that's not the path that I want to continue to take. So as I got older, just educated myself, moved around, went to college, you know, just because I had a baby didn't stop anything. But society would make you think that way. It did. Right. It actually made me want to grow. It made me want to expand because I got a little life that's looking up to me. I got a guide or I got an instructor. So she's right. the successful woman that she is today by way of that. But Brother Lance, Brother Bishops, pleasure, 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 pleasure. Yeah, so, yeah. Most definitely get my information for Brother Lance. Um, yes. have to chop this up. Got some things I need to do, Brother Lance. I greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate you. Um, allowing my fam to come on here and just give his intake on what he went through with that sinister bastard. You know, um, it just really just put me in a bad headspace mm -hmm. as he was speaking mm -hmm. on it. You know, as you know, like I said I, I lost a brother that I never met, so it just kind of made me think. You know, right. like. The men in my right. family, right. the men in my family, I'm like it's nothing I want to do for the men in my family, you know. So just knowing that he held that he was telling me, it, it, it crushed me. It crushed me, and I'm like, we have to tell this. We have to tell this because they easily could have broken him, let alone got him in some trouble by way of him breaking into, you know, the family's house, you know. Right. Then to lose right. a brother, lost my dad in a manner, you know, that I lost him, you know. That's what they're right. trying to do. That's their agenda to take as many, you know, because they know eventually when you all do wake up, they're going to protect us. You're going to protect us. But so guess, they figure who can change they lost, they confused. Yeah. Guess who can change that hope? You are. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Don't put that That's on. I tell you, it's brutal. It's going to be brutal when I tell you that all the power is in the source. Listen. A community can never be greater than its source, and it can only be as great as its source. So if the woman is corrupted, guess what? Everything else coming from her going to be corrupted. Hey, I, I, I do this every day. I talk to women. They get mad. They be in my bed channel. They send me hate messages, and then they send me messages later like, all right, I see what you're saying. I'm just saying um, they attack the male and the female in different ways. They realize the power is in you. This is what they use in behind closed doors. They're extracting your energy and using your power. The very power that saved Haiti was the power that those women used that they smeared doodle on it and made black people scared to touch that magic. But guess what? The magic is in you, oh. The magic is in that black woman. That's why they worship y'all behind closed doors, but they use you because me and you together being this powerful and you being in your divine feminine and me being in my divine masculine, we become whole. We become super beings. We pull things out to eat this. We can make shit happen. Motherfuckers, yo, if y'all women just harnessed y'all power and got busy, it was supposed to be motherfuckers just dropping dead. Like, yo, I don't even know why they just, you know what I mean? And it's because y'all together in a sisterhood cooking it up. 
but they got y'all divided up. They corrupted you. You know what I mean? So I'm fighting for y'all. I don't care about everybody else. That's why I be like, let them niggas die. It's about the source. I'll give you this example and I'll leave it alone. I gave this to uh, a room of about a hundred something. Most of it was women. I used to work for this plant in Arizona and they made uh, parts, surgical parts. And what happened when certain parts started coming out, it would be damaged. It would have damages on it. And we would have to stop the process and go to the mold to figure out what's happening. Why these parts keep coming out with dents and nicks and stretches on it. So we stop the process. We go look at the machine. We look at what's causing the problem. And then we go to the mold. Okay, now we got to smooth the mold out. When the mold gets smoothed out and we eliminate the problem, and now we start production again, now the parts come back out perfect, right? If the source is corrupted, anything else coming from the source is going to be destined to be corrupted in some way. Wow. Hold on to that until I see you again. <laughs> it's brutal, but every dusty nigga you hate, every man that did some dirtball shit, he came from a woman first. Mm-hmm. They 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 misdirected our women for a reason because the power is with you all. We stuck in a toxic patriarchal space when we really came from a matriarchal space, not matriarchal in term, matriarchal in energy, because the woman came first. That's why y'all outnumber us. So to deplete the numbers, they marginalize your man, but they also corrupt you. So now we don't link up. It's always this fight between the two, and they win. So behind closed doors, while a lot of the women are throwing their energy away, they're harvesting it. They're harvesting as well as harvesting as well as harvesting humans. It's all about taking everything it's all from, about us taking everything from us and making it safe. And once they get your mind, they get and your mind everything, and else, everything else, it's, it's easy to it's, do all the rest of these things because the mind is corrupt. So that's my fight. So that's my fight. fight. All my fight about the mind. Is about the mind. Well, I'll tell you one thing. They chose the wrong man to be Morpheus in the Matrix. I'll tell you that. Oh, you talking about oh, me? Talk about me? Yeah, it should have been you, brother. It should have been you, like that old song from 40 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still waiting I'm for you to set it up with the Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's not a profit thing because I'm going to keep it low because they, they make it. It takes a few dollars to make it. And then, like, I decide I just put a dollar on top of it just to because you got to put something in there. And um, I'll probably make them tomorrow. And I'm um, just, just, you know, you order them and it come right to you. You pick your size, you pick this, they manufacture, they do the returns, everything. So that'll be something. 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell, if it was a little early, I'd do it right now. I set it up. Oh, you mean the artwork? Oh, yeah. I hate I hate for real. You're always gonna be without. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Yeah. Well, brother Lance, brother Bishop, I said it's a pleasure. We'll have to get we'll together and do to this, this again. again. Yes. 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 Yes, what they are yes, now. They are now. Right. But, uh, but uh, I appreciate you I always, brother. It's always a pleasure. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. You all have a good day. 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 And um, I'll be cooking up some more stuff. We'll set some dates to bring back some more good dialogue and content. I'm just so happy everybody here. Enjoy. You know, they froze my computer. I had to get back on through my phone. They got me. You know what I mean? They always do this around the summer of the morning when there's something good cooking. So I whipped the phone out so I could end the show the same way. But I'm always ready for them. They always come with something that way. So, okay. Fret not. <laughs> fret not. I'm always yeah, be on time. Really yeah, yeah. Because I'm not going to speak uh, the microphone anymore. I got some pretty good mics over here, so um, I'm on the phone. So it does sound kind of echoey and stuff, you know. So um, on that note, yeah. On that note, I'm gonna wrap it down. We'll play some music. Hope do what you do. Bishop, do what you do. And we're gonna cross paths in the next few days. And we're gonna make it happen. Peace. Y'all be safe in all you do. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Okay. Peace. Why are we called Negroes? Why are we deaf, dumb, and blind? Why is everybody making progress, yet we seem to be lagging so far behind? Why are we mistreated, 
Why are we in this condition? Stripped of our name, our language, our culture, our gut, and our religion. Here in America, all of our religious training has been gotten by the preacher. He has told us of a heaven way up in the sky that we can't enjoy now, but rather after we die. But all of the years that we are living, for us there's nothing but hell, pain, torture, and misgiving. Yet the Bible speaks of a heaven filled with material luxury, which the white man and the preacher has right here, so we see. So my friend, take it for what it's worth. Your heaven and your hell is right here on this earth. So let's check back into history, which rewards all research and tells us plainly that before the white man gained entry to the east, he was living in the caves of Europe, a ravenous beast, eating juniper roots and eating flesh raw, till God sent Moses to civilize him and teach him the law. Then following Marco Polo, an explorer, he gained entry into Asia and Africa. From China, he took silk and gunpowder. From India, he took jute, manganese, and rubber. He raped Africa of her diamonds and her gold. From the Mideast, he took barrels of oil untold, raping, robbing, and murdering everything in his path. The whole black world has tasted of the white man's wrath. So, my friend, it's not hard to tell. A white man's heaven is a black man's heaven.